0: Of not just the right of not just the right of not just the right of the person who speaks to be heard. It is the right of everyone in the audience to listen and to hear. And every time you silence somebody, you make yourself a prisoner of your own action because you deny yourself the right to hear something. In other words, your own right to hear and be exposed is as much involved in all these cases as is the right of the other to voice his or her view. Indeed, as John Stuart Mill said, if all in society were agreed on the truth and beauty and value of one proposition, all except one person, it would be most important, in fact it would become even more important, that that one heretic be heard, because we would still benefit from his perhaps outrageous or appalling In modern times, this has been put, I think, best by a personal heroine of mine, Rosa Luxemburg, who said that the freedom of speech is meaningless unless it means the freedom of the person who thinks differently, 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 differently. Listen and to hear. Listen and to hear. It's always worth establishing first principles. It's always worth saying, what would you do if you met a Flat Earth Society member? Come to think of it, how can I prove the Earth is round? Am I sure about the theory of evolution? I know it's supposed to be true. Here's someone who says there's no such thing. It's all intelligent design. How sure am I of, of my own views? Don't take refuge in the false security of consensus and the feeling that whatever you think, you're bound to be okay because you're in the safely moral majority. Listen and to hear. And Moore says to this man, um, you'd uh, you'd break the law to punish the devil, wouldn't you? And the prosecutor, the witch hunter, says, break it. He said, "I'd I'd cut down every law in England if I could do that, if I could capture him. And Moore says, yes, you would, wouldn't you? And then... When you corner the devil and the devil turn round to meet you, where would you run for protection? This is or the Lord of England having been cut down and flattened, who would protect you then? Bear in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that every time you violate or propose to violate the free speech of someone else, you in potencia, you're making a rod for your own act. Because the other question raised by Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes is simply this who's going to decide? To whom do you award the right to decide which speech is harmful or who is the harmful speaker or to determine in advance what are the harmful consequences going to be that we know enough about in advance to prevent to whom would you give this job to whom are you going to award the task of being the censor who's going to decide who is going to decide? Of the nobility of the quality, of the Commons and the Lords, and also by a delegation of respectable ladies of London who attended on him in his Fleet Street lodgings and congratulated him. Dr. Johnson, they said, we are delighted to find that you have not included any indecent or obscene words in your dictionary. No, the majority. Ladies, said Dr. Johnson, I congratulate you on being able to look them up. Anyone who can understand that joke and that piece, to see that about 10% of you can, um, gets the point about censorship, especially prior restraint, as it's known in the United States, where it's banned by the First Amendment to the Constitution. It may not be determined in advance what words are apt or inapt. No one has the knowledge that would be required to make that call, and. More to the point, one has to suspect the motives of those who do so. In particular, the motives of those who are determined to be offended, of those who will go through a treasure house of English, like Dr. Johnson's first lexicon, in search of filthy words to satisfy themselves and some instinct about which I dare not speculate. Who's going to decide? Listen and to hear. Listen and to hear. And up go the placards, and up go the yells and the howls and the screams. Behead those. This is in London. This is in Toronto. This is in New York. It's right in our midst now. Behead those. Behead those who cartoon Islam. Do they get arrested for hate speech? No. Might I get in trouble for saying what I've just said about the Prophet Muhammad? Yes, I might. Where are your priorities, ladies and gentlemen? You're giving away what's most precious in your own society, and you're giving it away without a fight, and you're even praising the people who want to deny you the right to resist it. Shame on you while you do this. Make the best use of the time you've got left. This is really serious. This is really serious. Shame on you while you do this. Do who to whom you would delegate the task of deciding for you what you could read who to you would give the job of deciding for you, relieve you of the responsibility of hearing what you might have to hear? Do you know anyone? Hands up. Do you know anyone to whom you'd give this job? Does anyone have a nominee? Do you mean there's no one in Canada good enough to decide what I can read or hear? I had no idea. But there's a law that says there must be such a person, or there's a subsection of some piddling law that says it. Well, the hell with that law, then. It's inviting you to be liars and hypocrites and to deny what you evidently know already. Shame on you while you do this. This is really serious.
1: You really mean that? Sure. You don't think women
0: should go and work? Yeah, I said they're welcome to do that. I'm thrilled if they want to. If they don't want to, they're not.
2: Is this you being ironic? Is this your famous attachment to irony? Yeah,
0: What's what's the difference?
3: It's just wrong.
4: (laughs) It's just absolutely wrong.
0: How sure am I of of my own views? Don't take refuge in the false security of consensus and the feeling that whatever you think, you're bound to be okay because you're in the safely moral majority. It's wrong. Moral majority. It's just absolutely wrong. Who's going to decide? Shame on you when you do this. It's just wrong is absolutely wrong. Who's going to decide? Shame on you while you do this. This is really serious. Listen and to hear. And I can't find a seconder usually when I propose this, but I don't care. I don't need a seconder. My own opinion is enough for me, and I claim the right to have it defended against any consensus, any majority, anywhere, any place, any time. And anyone who disagrees with this can pick a number... Get online and
4: kiss my ass.
2: Over the last few years, I've grown really fucking tired of the people who want to silence their opponents. I don't care if it's the skeptics community, the atheist community, humanists, you can call whatever you want. I'm sick of it. Now is a place where people can say their different opinions, they can speak what's on their mind, because the truth is, when you try to silence someone else, when you try and shut them down with the rules or legislation, it reveals the weakness of your position, the lack of ethics, the lack of principles. The position that you take is one of a loser, coming at somebody else who has a verifiable set of evidence. Or perhaps you have mistaken the fact that what you're saying gets on the air, gets published. Whereas the other person, perhaps not. If you would silence someone else and at the same time demand your right to be heard, I would call you a liar. In fact, I would call you a motherfucking piece of shit. I don't care if you agree with me. Just like Hitchens didn't give a shit if people agree with him. What matters to me is hearing things out and thinking about them, being introduced to new ideas and evidence. This is the path of understanding. And at Apostasy Now, no one gets silenced, everyone gets heard. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. all. Because I'm very much a skeptic, More, I'm, I'm more of a skeptic than I am an atheist. I mean, atheist is a conclusion based on my skepticism. You'll have to come like a little child to the foot of the cross. That attitude is what is responsible for the rise of atheism.
0: That's not what Islam is all about. Islam is peace. What is the penalty for leaving the Muslim
1: faith? With a death penalty. Oh, thank you. That- <laughs>
3: For people to get the information correct before they start yap, yap, yapping.
4: Get ready to root for the bad guys. Because
0: with
2: need evidence.
1: The
4: only
0: evidence.
2: John Bullock, Zoe Jen, of the Antisocial Justice Podcast. Hiya. Hello. Hey there. Hey. <laughs> All right. John, Zoe, welcome to Apostasy Now.
1: Thank, Thank you very much.
4: much.
3: Oh, <laughs>
1: we're yeah. going to do that the whole way through, speaking unison. Yeah.
3: yeah, years and years of practice.
2: Yeah. So uh, you said you listened to a few of our shows, John. Uh, did it hurt your ears? <laughs> no,
3: no. Uh, it was an informative listen, or at least um, one of them was an informative listen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> which, one, which one was your which one was your favorite
3: no, they, they, they were all good the last one that I listened to had Antonio Hill in it? oh yeah, yeah, so um, I'll say that one because I've got a terrible memory, and that was the most recent one <laughs> that
2: I've listened to. well, he was super nice with that too because he uh, came in as a guest' co-host for me last week, yeah, oh wait 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 wait. Is that me? no, I'm mixing it up. you've got it right, I'm mixing it up. He called in for the one you heard, I'm releasing one tonight where he came in as the guest co-host. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, I ruined it I for think
1: you. i a, a media whore. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, you guys are all uh, much more active on Twitter. You seem to understand it better than I do.
3: Well, it's uh, There's not much to understand, really. You just post short messages. But I, the fact that we're more active on well, Zoe's not late recently because she's had more real life stuff to deal with. But uh, the fact that I'm more active on Twitter just means I have less of a life. <laughs> Well, I, I think
1: my first about 20 tweets did say, does anybody else understand how this works? Does anybody <laughs> else think this is really difficult to read?
3: To which she got 18 replies that said tits or GTFO. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I met you and you taught me everything I know.
3: <laughs> and then we got onto Twitter. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> did you have a mouthful of wine then when you were laughing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird. Usually we have the video on so I can see that she's drinking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man, you've done, like... You've worked together enough you can tell even when you can't see. <laughs> yes, apparently I so.
1: I don't think at this point anybody believes that we're not married.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Except for our respective partners, and even they're not sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> even they're fucking wishing
2: it. <laughs> so uh, you guys are where exactly are you guys in in Europe right now? Uh, one of you is in England. That'd be me, and I'm
3: in the north of England, um, not quite as north as where Zoe hails from, but north enough. And we—that's uh, pretty much it. <laughs> Without giving a home address, I can't think of anything else to say about where I'm from.
2: <laughs> that's fine. And uh, Zoe, what uh, country are you in?
1: I'm in Norway. I come from Scotland, but I live in Norway.
2: Yeah, I know I, I, you, you've mentioned it before, but just for the purposes of anyone who listens. Uh, so, well, how do you like it over there?
4: Yes.
1: I, I really like it over here. I went uh, home last weekend for my father's birthday, and everybody kept saying, how are you enjoying it in Norway? And I ended up getting a bit ratty about it, because I've lived here for 14 years. And <laughs> at what point do you just sort of live a place, and it's not a novelty anymore? ended up actually saying to somebody quite sort of rudely, yeah, I mean, you just live where you live. Does do people ask you if you like it? Wouldn't
4: you move <laughs> if you didn't? And she sort of went,
1: "Oh, right, but you've like you've moved there, and it's interesting." And I was like, "Yeah, but it was fucking years ago." <laughs> Sorry, we like to swear.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can swear all you like on the show.
1: Um, and yeah, I just I actually just got really, really more irritated the more people asked me if I liked it because I was like, "Look, I, I just live there. It, it's just where I am."
2: Yeah. yeah, that would be pretty sad if you went there, stay there for 14 years and you hated it the whole time.
1: I know. And it's also like, do you know, what I mean, like it's Norway. It's the richest country in the world. It's got the highest standard of living. It's not Beirut, for fuck's sake. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, <laughs> like, wouldn't you think somebody would like it? Everybody knows it's lovely. Yeah, but they don't I, speak um, English.
3: Well. Clearly, there's something wrong with them. <laughs>
1: no, that, that's not actually true. They do speak English. but
3: um... Oh, so that's even worse. they They do speak English, but they choose not to.
1: <laughs> yeah, Will, willfully obtuse as much those like fucking bastards. Friends.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can speak Norwegian, John.
3: I, I know you can, you
2: do it at every bloody opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, well, I guess, I after do four... it every
1: opportunity, all day at work, for example,
2: after 14 years, you're gonna pick some up, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, there are, people don't, and that's quite embarrassing for well,
3: them. What you could have done is you could have taken the um the social justice warrior approach to um immigration and you could have just demanded that Norway learned Scottish.
2: There you go. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know, that's true. I do like to play the I'm a victim of racism card whenever. <laughs> um,
3: nobody believes you because you look like one of them.
1: Nobody believes because I look like one of them. I'm like a secret traitor like inside that. It's like some kind of inverse racism which it's already inverse because i'm obviously white but then it's inverse reverse postverse racism because i look like one of them and then i'm not and they, they don't like that i'm mistrusted universally mistrusted and it's
3: literally internalized because you have a norwegian husband <laughs>
1: every sunday <laughs>
3: Well, yeah. we know a lot more about you than we needed to.
1: Hiya. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, anyway, how are you, Mr. Dragon Beard? <laughs> huh? I'm doing all right. I just had my uh, daughter for my first uh like overnight custody, so yeah, it's like I
4: heard you talk about
2: this once. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, I'm going through progress, and this is the next stage we're at. So that was that was really something. I mean, she's seven; she just turned seven. So I am really tired now. <laughs> <laughs> she's a she's staying over for the first time so everything was not even exciting she woke up in the middle of the night wake up daddy is it daylight yet and i'm like does it look like it's daylight <laughs> no no it is not <laughs> yeah
1: oh, it's good to hear that you've made some progress with it though
2: yeah yeah i i think we are i mean it's it's like two steps forward is one step back but i think there is some progress being made uh the yeah the family court thing over here anyways the the financial situation i don't know how much progress we're making there but we shall see my lawyer seems optimistic but he does collect mm-hmm. money in this situation
3: yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> probably a sales tactic if he seems pessimistic you're less inclined to
2: hire him yeah but he's a, yeah he's a good guy too um
1: well if it makes you feel any better it was my turn to get up with the kids this morning And within literally three minutes of being awake, my six-year-old son had cut his finger nearly off with the bread knife, trying to do himself a slice of bread. And I had—I was just in the middle of dealing with the blood when my daughter, who's two and a half, toddled out holding two Hello Kitty DVDs in her hands, waved them up at me, and vomited all (laughs) over the floor.
2: Now that's an advertisement. (laughs)
4: Literally,
2: I was
1: just like, guys, what the fuck? I'd be awake for literally 30 seconds. I was up to my ankles in blood and vomit.
2: Wow. So, War zone.
1: You know, if anybody wants to take them for an overnight visit. <laughs>
3: <just> <laughs> Coincidentally, uh, I went out on the, on the town last night, I had a few drinks, and I also spent my morning covered in blood and vomit. <laughs> Ew.
1: <laughs> Yours? Your own?
3: No, I'm exaggerating. It wasn't that bad. <laughs>
2: Not that bad. It was just a little bit. Yeah.
4: Yeah. it was just blood
2: (laughs) it was really just one with a little blood in it (laughs) Oh, (laughs) well that's what you get when you take a dare when you're drunk uh, to eat the bottle
1: (laughs) he probably would as
3: well honestly I'm too old for going out now Really, it's, it's more yeah. depressing when you're out with friends who are the same age as you and they don't seem to be as affected by age in the same way that you are.
4: Yeah, but you don't...
2: I don't know what age you guys are. I'm 37 and I have no interest in going and getting drunk and running around the sidewalk.
3: <laughs> I'm 31 so... Zoe is 48.
1: You're so horrible. I'm 36. <laughs> 36. But I don't have very much interest in going out and running around getting drunk. No, I don't. I have a lot of interest in drinking wine in my house.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that sounds per- perfectly uh, good. Uh, I, I think I'm at the stage where I'm just preparing for, you know, just over ten years from now. I'm gonna have to worry about my daughter running around. And
3: I I, I, oh, I, yeah. I probably Lord, haven't mentioned <laughs> to daughter as well. I can't imagine that.
2: <laughs> I, I haven't met... I'm I'm six foot two, and my daughter is mm-hmm. gonna be clearly almost as tall as me. So okay. I'm not just worried about her getting drunk and then having the you know, uh, what kind of men are around her? What kind of friends does he have? You know, whose whose place she gonna wake up at? I'm also worried about her smashing someone's face. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me what to do, to do, chick. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, Dad, come get me out of the clink. What happened? Uh, I don't know.
3: <laughs> good good news is she can defend herself. Bad news is she defended herself against a policeman. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Freedom!
3: <laughs> I can't imagine that. I've got a son, and that's bad enough, but having a daughter. Oh, good lord, I sound like a social justice warrior. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the whole world's out to get her. No, just the men. Just the men. That's right. yeah. I
1: think what you have to try to remember is that even if it's your daughter, you do not own or control her sexuality. She decides who she has sex with. It's got fuck all to do with you.
3: Get out of it. I don't have a daughter. Stop she, shouting at me. <laughs> she's
1: over sixteen, of course.
3: Well, first. yeah. Well, she's the, seven. Joey? No. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He
1: said ten years forward in time should be seventeen.
3: That's not yeah. even old enough to have sex over there, is it?
2: Oh uh, well, legally, I think it's uh, with both of them being the same age. I think it's, they can get away with as low as fourteen.
3: Oh uh, right, I thought it was like twenty-one or something over there
2: listen to me get away with it to- i am yeah. obviously getting older
4: I,
1: I don't know it used to drive me totally mad when i was like you know 19 or 20 and guys that i were ha- that i was having sex with were like going around trying to like punch somebody in the face for having sex with their sister because i used to be like but i'm somebody's sister and you don't expect him to come and punch you in the face <laughs> i mean you, ha- you don't like you don't own female members of your family I was like sitting there with somebody who I had literally had sex with the night before. And he was like about to totally go mental on this guy because he reckoned that he was trying to feel up his sister. I was just like, you're fucking joking, aren't you? You you can't behave like that.
3: Was his sister 12? No. Just checking. (laughs)
1: She she wasn't. She was an adult. (laughs) That's
2: our primitive side though, isn't it? Our primitive side, meeting our modern day and we're not always sure what we're doing. Pack animals. it's
1: It's a double standard. Because you want to, you want to have sex with people that you want to have sex with. You just don't want your female family members to have it.
3: It's it's biological. We uh we want we are developed to spread our seed while stopping other people from spreading their seed.
2: <laughs> he has just summarized, I believe, the highest <laughs> levels uh, of formal evolutionary psychology. There we
3: go. <laughs> and if you think about it, that mentality explains just about everything <laughs> that people complain about in modern
2: society. I'm just stressed because she's only seven now, so it's my, as her father, I feel it's my responsibility to try and help her develop the skills not to end up with idiots. Either of as fr- friends around her when she's going out or with the people she ends up uh, engaging with, you know. But that goal whatever. presupposes that there are people who aren't idiots. <laughs> that is true. It may be a flaw in my theory. <laughs>
1: You think, you think, so, John? You literally don't know anybody who's not an idiot not at is all. good no. enough to associate with your child.
3: With my child, oh, no, my child's a boy, so my child's an idiot. <laughs> 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 no, I, I, I think my child might actually grow up to be a nice gay young man.
1: <clears throat> oh, that would be nice. That yeah,
2: be- <laughs> but you know, Zoe, if you think about it, holding up uh, two DVDs of Hello Kitty and projectile vomiting is a good defense mechanism, even that's later that's- in life.
3: But yeah, that's quite a good sign, actually. She's smarter than your average girl of any age. Yeah, you might
1: be right about that. I've got a really sweet picture of her wearing a tutu and holding a football.
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Is she a fan of Ace Ventura?
3: Run <laughs> football, I'd imagine. they have American football over there, do they?
2: Oh, yeah, you're talking about, yeah, well, yeah, the European football, yeah. Oh,
4: yeah, yeah. Football proper.
2: That.
3: But good reference. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought you could mention a child wearing a tutu and holding a football and you could pull up a film reference of that exact scene?
2: <laughs> well, you may have noticed from the shows you've listened to, I'm a little obsessive about movie references. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you guys, you said you met on Twitter? We did, yes. So, I, I've listened to all your shows ever since Anton uh, mentioned you guys. And you guys have an awesome show, I enjoy oh. every single one. Much appreciated.
1: Thank you very much.
2: And so you guys ended up talking about all these different issues surrounding social justice warriors?
3: Yep. Well, I mean, we were talking about it anyway, so we figured we might as well record
2: ourselves. Yeah. It's a good idea. We,
1: We were originally looking to have more people on it because we thought it might be a little bit awkward just being two. But then we met in real life in January uh in london and we realized that we didn't need anybody else we were more than capable
3: <laughs> filling the silences we don't need anybody else
1: we don't need them they were just ungrateful nobody wanted to that's, about that. <laughs> that's the other side of the story <laughs> no but we did john said to me before he got back on the train listen i don't think we need anybody else you're really good at talking
2: yeah so, yeah and he, he meant it in a good way just like with uh, me and Smashlock. um yeah I see, out of the two of us, I listen to podcasts all the time. Uh, I'm a truck driver, right? So when I'm in the truck podcast okay. podcast. Um, he doesn't really listen to too many. So he was kind of new to everything we were doing. And a couple of times when we sat down, just me and him to talk, he's like, this is going to be so boring. And then we talked for like two hours. I had to like edit chunks out. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a very similar thing to, to our way set up because I listened to, like, ever since 2007, when I bought, like, my first iPod or something, I've listened to eight hours of podcasts a day for long periods of time, because at work I, I can put headphones in, uh, and I don't think, Zoe, did you even listen to a podcast before we started doing them?
1: Well, it was a bit like you said, Zoe, do you want to do a podcast? And I went, yes, what's a podcast? <laughs> A slight element of that because I did make a deal with you that I would always say yes to everything you suggested, didn't I? <laughs> Which... <laughs> yeah. Now
2: that's trust. That's trust.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you started started with Zoe. Do you want to write a book? And that worked out quite well, didn't it? Well, it's and working out in progress. Working out. Yeah. Yeah. and then um, sort of went from there really didn't it So, but I actually do listen to podcasts at work as well now that you've got me into
3: them I listen to quite a lot of the them The thing is the yes thing actually is a bit of a negative because it's like <laughs> I, I just want to do stuff all the time so I just keep saying do you want to do this, do you want to do this, do you want to do this and you're supposed to say no occasionally at the stupider ideas and you're not <laughs> I never
1: think that they're stupid though
3: oh, so far
1: sh- <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're supposed to
4: say, oh. oh. <laughs> there you go.
1: Well,
2: this is a good partnership. Yeah, It's, it's the way it works out uh, with... Uh, with You know, I've heard a couple of podcasters where it's, it's very common that one of them does all the technical editing and usually gets the interviews and stuff like that. Which I do. Uh, with me and Smash Lock, our uh, chemistry is really good. We're, we're friends in real life. That's why I brought him on the okay. show. I knew, I knew we would get along great. Um, but sometimes a podcaster off the air, like just me and him will say, doesn't that bother you that you do all the work? No, I'm like, honestly, I was going to do it with him or without him. I knew he wasn't going to do any of the work. <laughs> that's, that's my bag. So as long as, as long as you're good with the role you have in the partnership, it's a good partnership.
1: Yeah. It's true that I do all the work for our <laughs> hmm.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's exactly right. Did,
1: did you hear that? I made him do a high-pitched laugh.
3: It <laughs> <laughs> was like a harsh, bitter laugh of, of contriteness. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, no, we well, we. I used to. You do the technical work. It's true. You do everything. You do do more work than I do. It's true.
3: You <laughs> <He> said do do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but I prov- I provide the large following because I yeah. Finish show my ass on twitter and she, then
3: she whips her baps out on twitter gets a few thousand followers and then they'll follow her to the podcast
2: nice yeah. see partnership that's that's the way it's done <laughs> I, I gotta talk to smash Lock. hey man get on twitter <laughs> <laughs> get those well, manchesticles out
1: yeah not just on twitter you have to get your body out as well that's key
2: oh well, I don't know if I can get him to actually uh leave his house for this thing, but <laughs> he does you don't need come to
1: leave your house, do you? To he... be on Twitter.
3: No, he can he can um get his chesticles out on uh in, yeah. in the house.
1: From the comfort of your own living room. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, I'm not sure, but I think it sounds like we're suggesting that he sit naked on the couch and have people watch him on a camera now. Is is that what we're talking about? <laughs> 'Cause Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how far well... our friendship goes as far as my suggestions. <laughs>
1: God damn it, Smash
3: Lock, how serious are you taking this podcast? (laughs) Let's have a bit of commitment.
1: Do you want a fan base or do you not want a fan base?
3: (laughs) Uh, So what sort of things will we be discussing? Uh, Social justice. Social justice. Social social justice. Which Um, we're for. Yes, yes, we are for social justice. We are not for the kind of tribe. That the social justice warriors perpetrate on a regular basis. I'm just going to talk like this for the health podcast now. It's far superior to my usual accent.
1: I can too. And then will you stop laughing at
3: me? <laughs> I don't know. It depends how many R's you put in your next word. I don't any. Next
1: word. It's it's any. I'm going to um, pop out, Click <laughs> oh. out
3: every single R. So um, for those who don't know us, which I imagine for at least the first podcast will be nobody, because the only people who listen to it will be people who know us. But uh, <laughs> exactly. my name is John, uh, I also agree on Twitter, I'm a misogynistic, MRA, um, anti-feminist uh, abuser of women. Uh, Zoe, would you like to introduce yourself?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I can introduce myself. I am Zoe, Zoe Jen, with an underscore at the back on Twitter. And I joined Twitter and made the bold claim that I was a feminist in my bio. I met you on the first day and you said, but you're not a lunatic. And that was how how we became friends.
3: Yeah, that's That's uh, a a common sort of way to uh, endear yourself to people is to uh, declare that they don't seem mentally ill. I was very flattered. I was. feel a bit put out now. You give yourself a proper intro, whereas I just declare myself to hate women. I'm not actually a misogynist. (laughs) I should clear that up. (laughs) I'm willing to do all the technical work for our podcast. Is always willing to pimp out her body. <laughs> you need, need to and show then, commitment.
1: If we, in addition, can have a few interesting ideas and have a chat that people want to listen to, that's just the icing on the cake. <laughs> it's always a bonus
3: when that happens. At the end
1: of the day, I'm still naked and he's still got a computer. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, the just, building blocks.
4: Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we should
1: do motivational talks and like promote like the story of our success. <laughs> I think you know, that people would find
3: that this would work. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's uh, it's very patriarchal. That uh, the success of our podcast is built on you prostituting, prostituting your body.
1: Mm-hmm. I know it is, but at this point, I'm just like, if it works, don't
2: <laughs> it. <laughs> don't fuck with success. It's working.
1: Just yeah, exactly.
2: Brainwashed by the patriarchy. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And internalized by the misogyny and all the other stuff. So yeah, with all this social justice uh, stuff that's going on, uh, I hear you guys talk about a number of things. Uh, well, right now, <clears throat> probably the big thing is the gaming industry, right, gamers? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you guys, you heard our last episode that... No, no, that's the one that I I just forgot. I have not aired yet, right? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I did. Okay. I'm really tired. It-
3: you, did mention,
2: <laughs> you yes. did mention. the Brian game showed League, up. The last one that I listened yes. to. Brian yes, showed up.
1: I listened to it today as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So yeah, you guys kind of probably got a feel for where we're sitting with that. Um, it just seems like I think
3: I think our last one was on the was it not on the Game of Gate thing? It was yeah. two weeks ago. So I think I you called it, it.
2: This is not a game. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs>
3: Yeah, um, it's actually I, I mentioned it as though it might be worth us doing a follow up one because since that podcast, I've pretty much been on Twitter non stop in my spare time arguing with these morons, um. So yeah, I've, I've developed quite a bit more uh, interest in it since then, but it's. Uh, basically amounts to them say the opposition to the gamergate people saying that you're just a bunch of harassing people and no end of them saying but we don't want to harass people all the people that claim to be on our side that do any harassing we shoot down we don't want to be involved with them we don't want to be associated to them and they go but they exist which is kind of like saying somebody wearing a pink shirt is a rapist and you're wearing a pink shirt Mm
2: Uh, so, um, yeah, well, conflation is what i call uh that's what I do when people blur things together, I just call it conflation it's it's the mother <laughs> of all fallacies.
3: I argued with one person and it was uh it was he's making the usual argument that we're all um all hiding uh women abusers and whatnot in the gamergate hashtag yeah uh, and I said uh, and like the one thing that's kind of funny is that if you ask somebody to find to show you some evidence of a of a gamergate person being harassive harassive. I just
2: made it Hey, I'm gonna write that one down.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, har- harassing, or being abusive, <laughs> try abusive. It's like a mixture of abusive and harassing. Talk
1: about conflating.
3: Yeah, exactly. I conflated the language. Um, so the uh, the so basically, if you ask them to show you evidence of it happening, they'll show you evidence of someone being abusive, but the but there's no link. Like it might be a screenshot of a tweet that doesn't actually say anything about Gamergate. And obviously, if it's a screenshot of a tweet, you can't look at any context, so it could be about anything. And like, there's not really much hard evidence of people in Gamergate, uh, Gamergate, actually harassing. So this person pulled up like a, a screenshot of an IRC chat that was like three lines long, and it was somebody um, saying, I think somebody had said his dad had died, and then somebody supposedly on the Gamergate side had said that he was glad his dad had died. Um, and I can't remember if there was anything, I think it was in the Gamergate channel. That was the link to Gamergate. And he and showed me that and I said, well, I've never been in that channel and I don't agree with what he said. That's not nice. Even if the person that he's talking to is an absolute tit and he really was and I can't explain.
2: <laughs> no, no, he, he was,
3: he, he, well, this is what this person was doing on Twitter. At one point they were tweeting uh free game codes, you know, like download codes for games. To that, like you said, the first 10 people to tweet, um, I hope Zoe or at the Quinn Spiracy, or whatever it is, Zoe Quinn's handle is, the first 10 people to tweet her name, uh, I hope her name dies in a fire, will get a free game code and then put the
2: hashtag Gamergate on the end of it. Yeah, I, so saw, the, I saw the image about that. Uh, yeah, yeah, so
3: that's that's the person who was a dad had apparently died. So, I mean. He's not, his character is in question from the off. So, like, I I would say that it's maybe in question that his dad has died and he's not just been a troll, which is clearly what he is anyway. But when somebody says the dad's died, I guess it's not really worth questioning it. It's move on. But, yeah, so the IRC was of that, and this person had evidently been nasty about it and said, I'm glad your dad died, and I I said to this guy, well... (laughs) So what your argument... Like, I've never been in that channel, but apparently I'm still into it. So basically what you're saying is misogyny is happening or, like, harassment is happening on the internet, and I'm, like, promoting it or encouraging it because I'm not stopping it. What (laughs) if somebody's being raped down the street from you right now? Does that mean you're encouraging rape?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So no, that's that's the. So it's, your, it's your job then, yeah. to not be guilty of these things. To spend all of your time online running around trying to hunt it down and put a stop to it.
3: That's that's essentially the argument that the the other side has. Might,
1: the If, if you're not thing... the solution to the problem, then you're part of the problem. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the thing is, I I don't know how you track such a thing, but they might have a point in that more people involved in the GamerGate are dodgy harassing people than people who aren't i I don't know if there's any way of even checking that but if you look at the game again hashtag most of the people on there are saying that they do not agree with that behavior so at some point then like who's right about what a thing is the people who are that thing or the people who are
2: against it who's saying it's somewhere else well a lot of the people who are arguing about this are part of the skeptic or atheist community that i see anyways um at least it touches into those communities and in those areas, at least, they should know. Like one of the things that they hate the most is when a Christian or a theist of some kind says, "Well, Stalin was an atheist, therefore, like, just because yeah. someone that ah, it,
3: well, that's that's where they've shot themselves in the foot a little bit because so um, they've kind of they've they've gone after their own a little bit because a lot of the people in the game I get hashtag are very sjw in in the the thinking like there's a lot of trans people a lot of yeah. gay people a lot of women a lot of black people um and they are basically it's it's like as soon as these this group of people obviously with their moral superiority turned on gamers and didn't uh, just and there must have been in complete belief that gamers really are just all white men because that's what they're peddling oh um, really <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They're convinced that the majority of, game quote, gamers, the gamers that they've got a problem with are all white men, which is the, do you know the Not Your Shield hashtag?
2: I was just going to yes. say, that's probably why these people were like, hey, yeah, white, exactly." white yeah. folk speaking on our behalf for a moral Eg- cause.
3: <laughs> ex- exactly, yeah. So um, they, they uh, I think when they decided to start this little campaign, and it, it was like a sort of campaign, an initiated campaign, because a lot of the gaming press got together and put out these articles, something like 10 articles about how gamers are dead came out in a space of 24 hours which is a little unusual for a media press but it's since come out they actually did plan it somebody released a mailing list um so when they put that out they obviously really truly believed that the people they were attacking were all white dudes i don't think they expected to have so many like
2: ethnic minorities and women and whatnot saying well i'm gonna second yeah <laughs> I, well, i'm a quote gamer <laughs> uh, smashlack was just one of the responses he had recently in a conversation about this was talking about how in uh, korea people can make a living off of being a good gamer and they have like you know um uh, areas that are just filled up like stadium can fill up for like a special game event it's, it's
3: it's not as prevalent in the West, but I mean, even in the I mean, I know there's already gamers that make a living in the US, but even in the UK, recently this year there was news coverage of a of a big gaming event, like you know the kind of thing where people turn up and they all just play games against each other, like a kind of, I guess if the the event they had in Korea recently was like the Game Olympics, this is like the gaming Commonwealth Games or something. It was like a smaller event where they all play each other and people win prizes and whatnot and that got mainstream news coverage on tv in the uk
2: yeah well i guess but my point is why would they think we're all white i mean even most of the game systems uh they come out of like japan and they're like manufactured in china like, they sell there too they don't just ship them all over here
4: like yeah
2: <laughs> so i
4: think that
1: the thing that's kind of crazy about all of these people whichever side that they're on of it is just how seriously they take it like it's, oh, yeah. I don't like fucking fuck with somebody who wants <laughs> to say that they're a gamer. Either way, it rouses a lot of passion, doesn't it?
3: Well, it can, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of funny because um, I've, like I've been considerably less active in the arguing with the so I do the podcast, which but that's passive. That's like me talking and nobody answering back. But <laughs> in in terms of actually arguing with these morons, I've really not done much of it in the last few months, and it's because um. It's it's pointless. They're never going to change their mind. Even if you do change your mind, what difference is it going to make, and all that sort of thing? And I've just kind of got tired of it, so I stopped doing it. But I do game a lot, and I've been gaming even more recently because I've kind of got I've rekindled my love affair with my Xbox. So I've been playing a lot of video games, and uh, hence why we've not been doing any social justice podcasts because oh, I've been busy. It's a confession. <laughs> it's a confession. But um but it's kinda of like I stopped arguing with social justice warriors so they came and found me in my space. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> they, they came to my the thing I love and found me there. Yeah.
2: Hit me
3: where it hurts, I, know. I, I didn't wh-
1: care when it was just feminism.
3: Exactly. Well mm. we, who cares if a few women get raped. This is video games, damn it.
2: I think that's why it's touching a nerve is because this is where people go to, to let go of all the stupidity in the world and just relax for a while. And now it's showing up on the front step.
3: This is some of the stuff that's. I mean, like the I saw a tweet by so I can't remember his name, but I prob- probably find it if I I'd push, but I'm lazy. And uh, it's the tweet was something like um, the Assassin's Creed series, and like whoever posted the picture of the tweet had underlined assassins to make a point of it. Is li- all the main key pop plot points in or key storylines in Assassin's Creed involve brutally murdering some dude? It's literally based on violence. It's called Assassin's Creed. <laughs> it's a game about assassins. Assassins is in the title. It's not like you weren't forewarned.
2: Yeah, I like how they they just brush by. Like no matter how like gory the violence is, that's not the issue. Yeah,
3: and this and like PZ Myers did like a a, a video against one of Thunderfoot's thing, and he said something about the t- the game Hitman, and he said something like it's still a game about um k- killing people. It's called Hitman. Yeah, it's I I'm mean still- if
4: you're.
2: I was shocked. I opened it up and I thought I was going to be a paramedic. And yeah, it turns I know. out. <laughs>
1: that's, that's when you think it's like My Little Daughter. You think it's going to be Hello Kitty. Yeah. Suddenly it's violence. Projectile vomit.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. you, be shocked. Totally, you think it's going to be Hello Kitty and you find out it's a horrible Avril Lavigne song. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> We're little tests to see if everyone's doing their homework there. Nice one, John. <laughs> Little reference. (laughs) The thing I think that I also really reacted to about it was, and we've seen this happen a couple of times before, but is when these people's ridiculous issues spill into mainstream media, I had a tweet where the bloody telegraph of all things had picked up on the Zoe Quinn story and they'd interviewed her. swallowed everything she said her version of it went down in history it was nothing other than women being harassed and this is how women were treated both online in general and in the gamer community specifically she was also credited like with complete sort of genuine sincerity as being a game developer she was you know described in respectful professional terms as if what she'd done was like really you know I wrote all the code myself and all this stuff and it's just it just oh, what a failure when it gets into the mainstream media, so projected in such a skewed way. There may well be true that women are more harassed online, and that's a serious issue, but it just isn't well served by being represented through these completely Great. false, just yep. totally totally filtered versions of it. It's, 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 not that, it's,
3: it's not that it's... I'm actually... Okay, so slight spoiler and plug at the same time. I'm writing a post... Um, a, a, a co-post or whatever with Subman, USN. I don't, do you know of Subman? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I like it
3: stuff. Yeah, So I'm writing a post with him at the minute. It's the first time I've, I've, I've co-wrote a post before. And it's literally you know, about...
1: Nobody you will not cheat on me with. Subman, your Xbox, your bloody real-life Beyonce. <laughs> <a birthday. laughs>
3: I'm writing a book with you. This is just a post. It means nothing. It <laughs> means nothing. <laughs> Um, and it's literally <laughs> just about the SJW mindset. And, um, one of the things that they constantly try and do is move the goalpost. Consider like if, so the, I completely forgot where my train of thought was going. What was the
2: last thing you your said? You're your co-post.
3: Yeah, but.
1: Co-posted Subman. Yeah. I, the last thing I said was about the telegraph picking up. Right, yeah.
3: So that yeah. Um so one of the things that they do is they try and reduce whatever their concern is to the most palatable mainstream version of itself. So if you're arguing like the, one of the examples that may or may not end up in the final edit of this post that I've that I've currently written down is um say you're arguing that transgendered women should be allowed in women's locker rooms. Um, which is obviously a whole big friggin' bag of worms that are tin, tin of worms, whatever the yeah. saying is yeah. that that I really don't have. I'm just
1: thinking it's a whole big bag of trouser snakes.
3: Yes. <laughs> uh, it's it's a, a whole big can of worms that I really don't have it's a getting, saying. Because, it's getting
2: uglier and uglier uh, as this analogy is moving forward.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um I, I don't really have a perspective on from any side because I'm not a trans woman and I don't go in women's locker rooms. But like if that's your argument, I'm sure there are valid points on both sides. But they but if this argument makes it to mainstream, it never makes it to mainstream as an argument between transgender women who want to use women's locker rooms and women who don't want transgender women in their locker rooms. It becomes an argument between rad femmes and transgender women who don't want to be harassed in public yeah. or something. And, like, it's in the case of the gaming, it, like, it, the argument that's getting into the press isn't an argument between gamers who don't want white, like, um, SJW speaking for them on, on their behalf. It's an argument between rape-threatening people, Fucking, you know, I can't speak tonight at all, people who send rape threats and people who um, abuse and harass online and innocent women who just want to make games. So, like one argument, one uh, article I saw in the Mirror, it ended with a like a little infographic. The number of arguments, uh, number of intellectual arguments won by rape threats, zero. But the whole argument was talking about the Gamergate movement, and that's basically what it did: was talking about the Gamergate movement. Like all it is, is a people trying to make rape threats,
4: mm-hmm. and that's
3: meanwhile there's like something like. Five thousand people using the Twitter. Well, apparently there is like a, a, something like six hundred and forty thousand tweets in the last yeah. the last time somebody posted a an info a, a stat counter kind of thing. Six hundred forty thousand people who are all being considered by the mainstream as the kind of people who
2: send rape threats to Zoe Quinn. Ah, uh, they found us out. Rape, yeah. cult, rape culture again. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> it, right. That's literally all it's about.
2: And it's uh, it's something... when it gets gets to that point, it's conspiracy theory essentially.
3: It's the same thing with uh, Caroline Corrado Perez, when when she makes it into the mainstream because of all the abuse she suffered. Anybody who said, I'm really glad that you won your £10 note campaign, but meh. It's, you know, (laughs) whoopie doo (laughs) Yay for women. Anybody who has that kind of opinion or anybody who, who said to her, I know you're getting abusive threats and stuff, but do you not think maybe ignoring them might work? You know, those kind of people... All get lumped in with the people mm-hmm. who are really sending a message saying, "I want to rape you, cunt."
2: And you know, it's doing. <laughs> uh, um, I seem to remember, but I might be wrong. Are you guys both atheists, or am yeah. I wrong on that? I'm are you Jedi? You're Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if you're gonna have a belief, that one is, I'm told, the coolest. Uh, at least huh. with with uh, teenage boys who haven't been laid. I say it,
3: it's, <laughs> it might be the coolest now, but. Um... When I was a kid, (laughs) it wasn't
2: considered so cool. (laughs) And I
3: wasn't even around when it came out.
2: For Um, the
1: record, I still don't consider it cool.
2: When people, they jack up their rhetoric like this, it has an impact on fracturing. Um, Like atheism and and skepticism were building up for a number of years. And um, Lee Moore recently had a post on Facebook where he was asking people, specifically about CFI. He goes, are, he, I, he, I just want to know, are you a part of it? Do you uh, give money to it? Are you involved in their activities? And some people were like still promoting it, but some people are, have turned against it. And mm-hmm. this is what happens. Uh, they have some people in their organization who are part of the face of the organization. who are yeah. too, They're too extreme, and they are driving wedges. So the amount of people attending are going down. The amount of donations they're getting are going down. It has a real-world impact when you can't uh, let go of your shit for, let uh, a regular conversation.
3: That is a real-world physical manifestation of the social justice bubble.
1: Yeah. This was actually Skepticism First that said this to me the other day, that one of the biggest lies is that atheists are more open-minded and more amenable to criticism than theists. Um, because I see it a lot with atheists they hate being called out as much as anybody else does you know, really um, despite being free thinking in other ways it doesn't mean that people like being criticised because obviously most people don't but I I tweeted the other night I don't know where it came from it just sort of struck me and I said, I said, you know, dear atheists If they did, it's all very well to say that, if they did prove God, you would change your mind because you would always accept the evidence rather than your feelings. But wouldn't you, on a personal level, be totally gutted nonetheless? And I got a lot of responses to it. But people could not divorce the idea of God being proved. They couldn't divorce the idea of, like, they would still say that he was a little bastard, though, and they'd still say, no, it wouldn't make any difference to me because he'd still be a misogynist and I'd still hate him and I'd still fight him. And I was trying to say to people, that that isn't the point, that wasn't what the question was. It's not what you think about God or what the nature of God would turn out to be or which God would turn out to be proved. All of that is kind of irrelevant. The Point is that, wouldn't you just find that because your personal bias for there not to be a God had been disproved, wouldn't you just find it a really bitter pill to swallow in the face of overwhelming evidence? It wouldn't feel good to have to change your mind about it. But I couldn't get anybody to focus in just specifically on that because people didn't like it. They were very uncomfortable.
3: <laughs> which i don't, I don't know if any, if any of your listeners have not heard our podcast it's an ongoing theory that any sort of social justice sort of group will constantly shrink as they uh, refine what is considered acceptable and more yeah. and more people are ejected from said group
2: purify purify
3: <laughs> exactly they distill it down until what, what did we decide to be like one fat white gay He's trans man or something <laughs> left at the end.
1: Just can't live with himself. Uh, yeah, he no, you was know, just
3: implode from self uh, self loathing and uh,
2: offense. Now I'm picturing like two. He goes like two face. He's got his face painted up, yeah, and each side saying the other side's not A hard, not hardcore <laughs> <It's just> enough. <laughs> arguing with himself. <laughs>
1: I think that as well is partly why, if we're going to try to justify in an intellectual way why we do the podcast, because you could you could go out and argue with people who you're in complete opposition to. You could try to find theists and take that on or you could try to find rapists or abusers and take that on. But I think that that's part of what the fundamental problem is when you've got people that are supposedly within your ranks, but that are souring and creating a sort of toxic atmosphere within what is supposed to be the right side or our side and I think that is probably something that I find I think that there's a value in calling them out and a value in going after those people I know what John means when he says that how much of your life are you going to spend arguing with them on Twitter you're never going to convert them sort of thing but I think it's two things one is to have a bit of a voice back against those people because you are trying to say as you say like look we're not all like this (laughs) That doesn't represent how all of us think. But also, too, is that there's such a large element of the bullying and the thought police and the silencing of people in it as well. And I think that it's also there's a real value in kicking a little bit back against those people because they're absolutely horrible and vicious in a lot of cases. And I think people that are well-meaning and didn't realize and think that shit, I've offended, you know, they're they can be really, really easily bullied by these people. And you need to always, always remember to keep the common sense hat on.
3: Yeah, that's, that's the uh, the problem with the whole mainstream component because like, the, to take the Gamergate thing as an example, the mainstream perception of Gamergate is all they've got to go on is what ends up in the telegraph and what ends up in the mirror and to a lesser extent on Kotaku or whatever. All they've got to go on is that and that is painting the people in Gamergate as people who send rape threats and people who send death threats and people mm-hmm. who, who just randomly call, like, who... Pick on Zoe Quinn's alleged sex life and call her offensive misogynistic terms, so people like 4 Chan, even 4 Chan and other websites like that just don't want anything to do with it. They're like, they're, it's not that they're taking a side or anything; they just don't want anything. They don't want any sort of contact with it whatsoever. So they've been removing game, like literally, Gamergate has been getting deleted from places. Not be, I, I don't think it's a lot of the Gamergate people scream censorship. I don't think it's censorship. I just think these websites are looking at the public perception of Gamergate and thinking we don't want to touch that.
2: Well, mm-hmm. it is unfortunate, though. There was a time that these types of social media embraced the idea that people would be using them for discussions. Mm. Uh, and now you're right. It seems like they just want to back off anything that's hot. Like, too that's, yeah. that's too hot, let's uh, just drop that. Did you hear that Twitter kicked uh, Thunderfoot off? Yeah,
3: yeah, but I, I suspect that was because of a flood of reports. I don't think Twitter made any sort of executive decision on him.
2: Uh, did you see his latest video? He talks about he got a reply from Twitter.
3: Oh, what did they say? No, I haven't
2: seen that. Yeah, yeah. He, he got a reply from Twitter saying it wasn't a flood because that's what he assumed as well. It oh. was because, uh, what's her name? Uh, Anita Sarkeesian uh, made a complaint that he was being uh, saying abusive things to her on Twitter. So instead of checking whether he did, they just they just banned his account. Like they shut his countdown. They said... If you like apologize and promise you won't do it again, we'll open your account. But if you do it again, we could shut you down permanently. And he showed a list of his tweets from like the days before. Cause he was in a, he was working in some kind of a fusion scientific research plant in France. Yeah. So he had very few tweets like the, the week leading up to that. And yeah, none of them were abusive in any way. So unless there's something that we haven't heard about something he tweeted. Um, it sounds like Twitter just made a knee jerk reaction and is like, yeah,
3: we, we but don't. The, that's, that's, all, that's that's what happens though. Is, it's just all places like Twitter and 4chan and all that, they don't want to make any sort of stance, but they have knee jerk reactions because the mainstream perception is that they're dealing with a bunch of misogynistic dickheads.
1: Yeah. yeah they feel like they have to be seen to be doing something but they don't really know what they're responding to because these people have quite a lot of power they're they're so skilled at playing the victim card and there is an inclination to believe them they sort of it's like you yeah. get you're you're guilty before <clears throat>
4: It's, it's
3: like the, the whole like so the Gamergate people are really odd, at least the ones that I've been dealing with on Twitter. I'm not talking about anybody who's in an ISE channel telling someone he's glad their dad's dead, but like the people I deal on Twitter, they're really keen to distance Zoe Quinn from the issue. Well, like, as far as they're concerned, the whole thing started with the Zoe Quinn thing, but it's not about that anymore. Um, and and also a lot of them are under the impression that Zoe Quinn really wants it to be about her and they don't want to give her that satisfaction. Um, but she's supposedly the victim and she's getting all these threats and whatever and if I had looked at a timeline yesterday because somebody had linked her to a tweet of hers and saying have you seen this bollocks or whatever so while I was there I was like I wonder what she's been saying through all this and there's like these tweets about how her and a boyfriend, a boyfriend by the way I, apparently is getting doxxed by Gamergate people, I have no idea who he is he's got like a thousand followers, I don't think he's any sort of relevance other than the fact that he's going out with Zoe Quinn um, but there's like pictures of them sat there uh, saying um, just another night's work and they've got laptops in front of them saying plans uh, to do list, take down gaming industry, um, d- so, take away evil misogynistic <laughs> games and all this sort of thing. It's like <laughs> I you really start to believe that because when the gamer people say that she wants she's playing the victim and she wants all this abuse because it keep, keeps her in the limelight or whatever, I kind of think. I can believe that she's an attention seeker, but you, would you really want the abuse for the sake of attention? But when you see tweets like that, you kind of think, "Oh, well, maybe she is." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's it's like she's clearly not suffering from whatever's
2: going on, well, and
3: she's encouraging more of it.
2: There, there, literally seems to be money involved in in not being a victim but playing one. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. I, I think they they must like anyone take it seriously if someone sends them a, a tweet or something that says, "I know where you live, and I'm going to kill you." like that must rattle yeah. anyone. Yeah. Especially if there's like an address on there or some crazy shit. But I think what they're responding to are people that hate them. Uh right. So instead of yeah. turning off their their Twitter account for a while or whatever, they embrace it. Mhm. That's I, this that's is... This is is the thing
3: that that really bugged me recently when Twitter tried to change, I guess not so recent now, when Twitter tried to change the blocking thing so that from the blocked perspective, they have no idea anything had changed. So basically you could still follow, retweet, favorite tweets by someone who'd blocked you, but they would never see anything you'd done. Well, it it was basically a mute button or whatever. And the thinking behind it was that if that person doesn't know that they're blocked, if they just think that you're ignoring them, then they're less likely to go off and make new accounts because the first thing that the kind of dickheads that tweet this sort of shit do when they get blocked is go make another account and carry on tweeting. And so it's kind of like playing whack-a-mole. You block one, it goes and makes another account. You have to block that one and it just carries on and on. Whereas if they don't know the block, they might not go off and make another account. And I thought that was a really good idea, but of course the SJWs were like, "Well, that's not true blocking." And they, um, you're just enabling harassers to harass and all, and and you're like, you're making it dangerous for stalkers, and like you've no understanding of what you're talking about whatsoever.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's nothing like getting you on a rant about of
3: so-
2: as I'm so- blocking. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, this, this is a good show for rants. <laughs>
1: I think in a way it's almost like that thing where you can't quite understand it with a child where whereby all attention is good, even if it's negative. It just seems to me like, yeah, she's her agenda is to keep herself in the center of this. Um, And she doesn't care whether it's negative or positive attention. Clearly, if somebody gives you a death threat with your address, on, obviously, that's something completely different. And anybody, as you say, is going to be really upset about that. But as long as it's stuff that she can cope with, because she's as safe behind her keyboard as they are behind theirs, she seems to be flaming it a lot, which is, again, a lot of this is really what we saw with Caredo Perez.
3: There's, there's always a natural sort of... I say natural. I mean, there's, there seems to be some sort of natural urge to push back against people who seem to be opportun make- opportunistic and stuff like this like there's a there's there's a, a woman on the gamergate tag called Devi ever or something um it was like a trans woman and uh there's been some sort of a little bit of backlash against her because um she commented she did a video on the game she's pro gamergate she's for gamergate um and apparently she's been facing exclusion from the types of people who are against gamergate in the gaming industry, including the gaming press and all that, and she did a video about it, and she had a link to her Patreon. And there were some people, that, don't get me wrong, there were a lot of people who said, I really can't see a problem with this to stop morning. But there were a lot of people who were like, she's just trying to make money off of the Gamergate thing. or she's try-. And like in those situations, I kind of thought, well, maybe you do just have a problem with trans people because like, she's for the cause. She just happened to have a Patreon link on a page.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But then, yeah. the, but then there's the same sentiment going against Zoe Quinn because she's always got her Patreon link on
2: every page that she does, and probably on every tweet. <laughs> it's always a little strange, right? Like, I, either... I'm here to change the world. We need to stop these horrible things from happening. By the way, Patreon, oh, that, that click down here. <laughs> I need so much money per video. I'll have another one tomorrow, <laughs> or, <laughs> or whatever.
1: I, uh... Do but Do either of you think that the sort of massive debate that's going on now with GamerGate. Is it like applicable to the outside world? Does this gamer society reflect real society? Is anything useful being achieved at all by this?
3: I Sorry, do you want to go first, Mr. Drummer? I've talked a
2: lot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll just quickly say, I think that it's interesting because it's one of those areas where they're getting pushback. Uh, A lot of areas, social justice warriors just kind of push and push, make their inroads and very right. few people can really effectively push back, it seems like. Uh, so this is one area where it's like, the amount of pushback they're getting is actually stunning compared to mm-hmm. what, uh, other a lot of other areas. Which, well, that's uh,
1: kind of what I'm saying people feel so strongly about this.
2: I, I think it's but, largely because they, when they
3: generalize, such, which they tend to do in every battle they have, is they try and generalize people into the worst version of whatever it is, but I think in this time they've generalized too broadly and they've got a lot of people who could be considered their own
1: well and i think as well that when they try to generally categorize all men as rapists it's never going to wash. like although a no. lot of men look at that and think fuck you i'm not a rapist they don't have such a strong community feeling just as men yeah. that they band together to push back against that in a sort of cohesive way whereas people people identify as a gamer like obviously you identify as a man but people identify as a gamer in a more active way like you so, sort of just are a man right? and you get sort of vaguely offended at think, the idea that you might be a rapist but when you're a gamer that's something you've chosen
3: I think to associate yourself with there's yep. some quite deep social aspects in this because I think a large part of it is or a significant aspect of this is the fact that gaming wasn't really a thing for any generation before ours so like the people mm-hmm. born late 70s early 80s that was the first generation that really yeah. grew up with gaming that generation's hit in the 30s and 40s now and mm-hmm. and now gaming's a mature industry and there's these kinds of discussions being had but i think the what i the thing that gets me about this is the things that the gamergate anti gamergate people claim to want in gaming were happening anyway like they were they decrying games like Assassin's Creed for the violence and Hitman for the violence and Grand Theft Auto for the misogyny and stuff like that, but that's not all. There like games like Portal have absolutely no sort of gender like or violence. Like there's not really any violence unless you count violence against little egg shaped robots, and um, there's no real sort of gender talk at all. And the main character and the main protagonist uh, antagonist are female voices. Or a female character and a female voice, so like the, these games that they claim to want were coming through more and more. Like the the latest Lara Croft game, uh, Tomb Raider game, was written by Rihanna Pratchett, who is a big proponent of like more female friendly, less tropes, less sexism in games sort of thing, and it was a very successful game and like they basically they've made this big kerfuffle and all these people that actually play the games have about a bit and back and said well hang on we're quite happy with the industry the way it is yes game again um game again yes gta is full of sexism but <laughs> not every game has to be yeah tick all the pc boxes and mm-hmm. like, there's plenty of other i mean like P- pzmi has posted something recently and he basically said that mo- or in the comments he said uh or one of his commenters said and he agreed with um most of the games are combative and violent. And then, like, why not? PZ himself, who apparently has absolutely fucking no idea about games because the only two he could come up with was Minecraft and Little Big Planet. Uh, and I only guessed Little Big Planet from his description. Like, <laughs> cl- clearly doesn't play any games. But the fact that he thinks that the only games out there are combative ones largely just shows that he doesn't play a lot of games. It doesn't say anything about the actual market.
2: Mm-hmm. I, you know, with the accusations about, uh, the types of effects, like, the, specifically when they get into how these games affect people. Uh, let's see the research, people. Come on. Like, where's your research for any of these claims? I don't, ex- I don't understand why I'm expected to believe someone who gets on their soapbox and tells me that they're righteous and therefore this is what games are going to do. Therefore, believe it. They're all bad. You know, these all. if.
1: Yeah, and I think that's been debunked a lot when, back in the 90s when people said that it was making kids violent right. and it was. Was it horror movies that made them shoot up their school, or was it video games and, that's, and all those um, things? That,
3: that's a you... slight irony about all this thing is that there's not all that raging about the video games make people sy- uh, violent for, what, 10 years now? What's the, the biggest group that have been banging that drum? It's conservatives. And uh, guess what? The Gamergate people are frequently accused of being by
2: the anti Gamergate people. A conservative? Yeah. I, so. <laughs> It's the it's, people, it's people always easy the, to just uh generalize and and accuse everyone's
3: just, just made me laugh that the people who have been trying to like quell video games for the last ten years because they supposedly make people violent were conservatives. And now that this group are trying to change video games because there's too much violence,
2: they're calling the people that want to keep games the way they are conservatives. Well <laughs> okay, and so here's the common thread it's ideology. People, exactly people who are on the right think that people on the left are ideologues. People on the left who are extreme think that people on the right who are extreme are ideologues. What they don't seem to get on either extreme or any extreme is that it's the extreme part that's the problem. Exactly.
3: Right. But- well, we've solved that.
2: Yep. The world's a better place. It's
3: ludicrous. Though. I mean, you've got loads of people in Game Against saying they don't agree with what happened to Zoe Quinn in terms of the harassment and all that stuff, but at the same time, she released a shitty game and got far more like exposure than she should have done. So it's like they were both bad things, but one bad thing doesn't outweigh the other bad thing.
2: Yeah.
4: Hmm.
2: I, just... I well, I I think that you can tell a person's motive sometimes by how they treat other people. Uh, in the sense that you know, if your goal is to make uh gaming, the gaming industry, video games in general, more uh, pro woman in your mind. Uh, would the best way to do that go around and accuse the bulk of gamers of being bad people, the bulk of game developers being a, a poison on society? Or right. would you want to have a conversation with these people and go, look, I know you haven't thought of it this way, but would you mind listening to what I have to say in my article or watching a couple of videos on why I think this is so without pointing the finger like that?
1: Right. And also... The idea that you're going to then be tweeting stuff like we're going to take down like number one to do list Monday, take down the video game industry, we'll take it down. Like, isn't your whole thing that you're totally pissed because they won't let you be part of it?
3: Yeah, (laughs) that's right. The the um, this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I actually think in in this particular battle, the right way to go about it is what Anita Sakiyian's doing, and Anita Sakisian's doing in that she's commenting on the videos and saying what she thinks is wrong with them and i think that's the way it should be in that she will get however many people who agree with her and then eventually it becomes quite clear to the people making the games that this is what the gaming public wants and then they'll start making it. and that's the way i think it should go where i disagree with sarkeesian is i think that uh, her video series is more like a history of misogyny in video games than than anything relevant today because she she goes looking at how princess peach is sexist in mario but that game's 30 years old. So, <laughs> but, well, if she was talking exclusively about games that are out in the last, like, two or three years, yeah, fine, it's uh, it's a movement for change, but when she's looking at games that are 20 years old, I don't really see how it's relevant.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, if you've got genuine points to make, then, like, constructively gather things that are current. Don't go trawling like, throwing it open to everything. I, yeah. You could do the same thing if you wanted to claim that society was completely sexist. Can't constantly keep be using examples from the 1920s.
3: Yeah, exactly. But the, she should be allowed to do that video without getting any sort of frigging death threats, though. Should do what, what I would hope is that she would do that video and anyone who disagrees with her would make their version of that video rebuttling it. But instead, a lot of people send a message saying they're going to rape her and then the media just basically says well, clearly she's right, and everybody else is, who disagrees with her is a rapist, and then that's the end of the argument.
1: It's incredibly frustrating. It really
3: is. I don't know who to be more frustrated with, though. The dickheads who send the rape threats and then kind of ruin it for everyone else, or the social justice warriors who go, right, we've got a rape threat. We don't need to make an argument now. We can just concentrate on that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, t- it's a tough one to call. Who are the biggest troublemakers? Well, I mean, obviously, the rape threat is worse than
2: somebody refusing to engage in an intellectual debate. But I think what fucking annoying. What we can all agree on is, whenever PC Myers has something to say, it's not worth listening. It's absolutely worse (laughs) than a rape threat. Yeah, (laughs)
3: then
1: we we just know that's
4: our first clue.
1: He's a bumbling.
3: Listening to PC Myers talk is worse than
2: being raped. All I hear is (laughs) all I hear is. Please let me be relevant. I want to be important. That's all I hear over and over oh, again out of his book. I'll
3: be honest, that's what Zoe Quinn's timeline kind of looked like when I looked at it yesterday. Which is, I'll be honest, the first time I'd looked at any of her tweets since this whole thing started.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is the absolute pits. I'm writing another novel, not the one with John, another one where the like main character, who's basically a complete sleaze, is based on him. Oh I'm really? <laughs> oh that. One. It, it, The inspiration, yeah, John's read
2: it. You should give him thanks at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Dedicated to (laughs) to the tragic life of PZ Myers and his uh, his social
3: life. Oh, screw that! You should name the novel that. (laughs) The tragic life of PZ Myers. I know. Oh dear!
1: I don't want to get sued though. (laughs) His name proper name PZ. (laughs) Yeah, My just see that video, that pieces video that's on YouTube. Oh, a long time ago, yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant, isn't it? Uh, and Robin Williams. This is the how do we pronounce the name? This fucking blog. I never know what it is that you say.
3: Faran, vagina. Faringula. Farangula.
1: Or nigula, I
3: think. Peraringula.
1: Yeah, paringula. <sighs> exactly. <laughs> that made us look quite cool. Um, he has done a blog you will put the link obviously into the notes so that people can go and look at it if they haven't already seen it it is all over Twitter um, where he basically I mean I've got the blog up here I could read out an extract of it but it basically starts uh, with the following sentence I'll wait minute, sorry I was far down in the comments it starts with the following sentence um I'm sorry to report that comedian Robin Williams has committed suicide, an event of great import and grief to his family, but his sacrifice has been a great boon to the news cycle and the electoral machinery. Thank God that we have a tragedy involving a wealthy white man to drag us away from the depressing news about brown people. Um, so as we were doing the headlines of things in the beginning here, we've made a note here that I love the way he start. I love the way this starts with I'm sorry to report, like we go to PZ for our news and events, like he's reporting it. Like are we getting this fresh information put off the press from his fucking blog? And then of course, you know, he says I'm sorry to report, but he totally isn't sorry. <laughs> he's just using it to further his own agenda, which is to go on to imply that the whole point isn't that is that the news isn't really important to anybody except Robin Williams' family, and that anybody that thinks that they're affected by this but does not know Robin Williams other than as a famous person, is being a dick for caring about it at all.
3: If the book ever comes out and it's uh, in any way popular, this podcast will come to light and he'll sue you anyway. (laughs) True, you guys
1: have scuppered me.
4: (laughs) Before I've even begun.
2: Hang
3: on, which position's that one?
2: (laughs) Yuck. (laughs) I still have yet to have anyone really, uh, of any know whatsoever really like name me and get angry at me, uh, for any of the stuff I've done, which is amazing, because uh, I've talked to a lot of people who have been, apparently, uh, get, they've gotten plenty of hate. Like, uh, Ryan Allen, he kind of laughs it off, but Lee Moore, I guess he's gotten into it a number of times over the years with people who, you know, they give him shit. I think they're great guys. I don't see what the problem is.
1: I think, as John said, like, our kind of like, we just do this, like, passive aggressive, like, We do the podcast, but we kind of hope that they don't actually listen to it. So we (laughs) tend to only hear back from people that agree with us and think that we're funny. Yes, it's Um, not
3: not because we don't want to argue. It's just because we can't be asked.
1: The thing is, if you do it on Twitter, then they see it. But if you do it on the podcast, they would have to listen to that. So the only thing that's ever really happened to us is that sometimes they pick up on the name. We did have somebody once, remember, giving it a bit of, look, it's right there in their bios. They're anti-social justice.
3: <laughs> he even says it. Yeah. we, we were I'm very careful. Like... I'm always really careful to write it properly so that it says anti-social justice, not anti-social justice. Yeah. And <laughs> even our own listeners don't fail uh, fail to notice that distinction. Sometimes dogs blind. I know.
2: <clears throat> <Dog's>
1: I... Blind. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, so we so far We're flying a little bit like under the radar. It's more like talking behind their backs,
2: laughing at them behind their backs.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughing out. laughs> fact, yeah, back in my more antagonistic type Twitter times, I did actually I had a row with uh, Richard Carrier at one point. Um, oh yeah, fact, that was the yeah, that,
4: that was quality. Read that that, the whole that thing was yet. the
3: thing that actually got me into this whole scene. Was like I saw his his atheism plus video and decided to respond to it. But before that, I'd never really been involved with any of this. Uh, and then I've also had John Scalzi, the author, who I actually really like his work. Not so much him as a person. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> That's always he, sad.
3: That, but that was another one of those uh, things where his his comment was. It was like it's basically like announcing. I think murder is wrong, and it's like, well, yeah, no, no one's going to disagree with you on that one. Well done, you're a hero and everything. But yeah. it, it was it was like jumping in on the side of one argument. But it was just like the way he painted it was. If you disagree, if you disagree with him, then you basically think it's okay to. Uh, I think sexually assault on grope <laughs> women. I can't remember what the exact wording was, but the actual debate that he was weighing in on was nowhere near that simple. But as far as he was concerned, or as far as he presented it, it was like, there was the side of people of women who don't want to get harassed. And then the side of people who want to harass women. And there was no, no other sort of thing. But of course, if you sided with him, you were also siding with all the people in the finer detail. And they were the ones who didn't know what they were fucking talking about.
2: Yeah. Well, my, uh, My round that I had that got me kind of going into all this was with Matt Dillahunty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, I liked him when it started. I actually liked him a lot, even though I disagree with him on the A-plus stuff that he was promoting.
3: Is he still in A-plus?
2: He was never officially in it. He just backed it from the sidelines. I just mean, didn't they ostracize him recently for something he said? Oh, probably.
3: He he was a victim of the shrinking SGA bubble. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, he's he's like me. He's a pretty big-sized guy. Actually, probably a little bigger. So they're probably like, this bubble is getting small, man. We need to get the big guys out first. <laughs> 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 uh Funship. Yeah, Funship it, is never cool. You know, the thing that we got into, it wasn't even about the A-plus thing. I tried to make it clear to him that I was not, because I mean, at the time he was fighting with everyone about it. I said I was upset that he was video recording himself. By his own admission, driving to work in traffic uh, for his videos, and uh, like I say, I'm a professional driver, and I see these guys who are so awesome. They swerve around in their lanes, right? It's gotten worse over the over the years. And I just sent him a video. I said, "Look, dude, you know a lot of people watch you. Uh, you, you can't do this. Like you're, you're promoting it. You're not even just doing mm-hmm. it. You're pro- you're defending it and promoting it." So he demanded. First, he 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 ignored me. Then, when people were talking to me on the thread, then he mocked me. That's fine, you know, it's his thing, it's his uh, YouTube channel. And then, uh, what was it he said? He, he, and he Eventually he demanded evidence. So I said, you know what? <laughs>
1: evidence! You fucking filmed it!
2: Y- yeah, no evidence that it was unsafe, because he was saying it's no different than talking was... to someone in your car.
4: Oh, right.
2: Right, and I, like, now, at this time I basically did nothing online. And, uh, so I was using my, my cell phone. I made a little video, and then I used my laptop uh, on the road using my data through my phone. And I did all kinds of research on stuff. And on the video, I started out by saying, look, even though you're the one driving and you have a license in the state of Texas, and I even cited the law, you are obligated to know the law and what's safe operation of your vehicle. Just the same, even though you say that to Christians, I will take the burden of evidence on my side. And I started having evidence pop up at different links to all kinds of stuff like neuroscience, uh, Center for Disease Control, local programs in Texas, all citing different types of research about how many people get killed. I mean, Center for Disease Control considers this uh, an upcoming epidemic in the States. All avoidable deaths, right? And so at the end, I'm like, look, you know, uh, at the beginning, I said, this is not about A+. plus. You know, again, I try to separate it. And he blocked me. <laughs> Yeah. And the, the same day he blocked me, he made a video to Thunderfoot saying, I don't block people just for disagreeing with me. So, <laughs> so this is, this is the best part of the story. Apparently, according to some people, I didn't want to waste the video. So I sent a, a link to a random board member at the uh, nonprofit that he worked at as president in Texas. And, uh, within hours, I was unblocked and he was equivocating like why, why he had done it. I didn't ask for a video. I asked for evidence. You could have just written it. <laughs> huh. And we were talking on YouTube, like, what did he think I was going to do?
4: <laughs> yeah. oh, God, so
2: now you know my epic tale. Uh, yeah, my The guys in my local skeptics group, they were all like, send him this information. Send him this link." <laughs> They're all like, this is insane. Why is he driving while he's, I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, and then he was digging his heels in on it. Well, that's what they do. Does he still do that? Uh, as far as I know, he might still do it, but I haven't watched his videos for so long. I just The, the best was someone responded with a video called Matt Delahoney uh, making a video, and they, they put in uh, Grand Theft Auto graphics where he's, <laughs> while he's talking, he's running over more and more people on the sidewalk. There's police <laughs> chasing <winning>. him. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. He even looks that nervous that. at one point after he runs over some old lady or something. <laughs> Very misogynist. I,
4: to yes.
2: learn, that <laughs> I won't do it now though. I'm a professional. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody else had, uh, well, the A-plus thing. They had Matt Delahundy 2.0 calls into the show. And he, had, he splices the image of him defending Rebecca Watson, uh, saying she didn't need evidence and she didn't need proof for various things, with himself talking to a caller. But it sounds like he's talking to himself as a caller. So one version of him saying, no evidence is necessary. The other version saying, I don't want to even talk to you if you don't have evidence. Don't come here and waste my time. <laughs> <laughs> Some YouTubers are really creative.
3: Yeah.
1: I know, that's exactly what I was just thinking. Not everybody wastes their time online, huh?
2: <laughs> well, it, it would it would
3: be, um, it's, there could be an argument to be made for the fact that they are still wasting their time. They're just doing it in a more entertaining manner for the rest of us. <laughs> it's probably what everyone
1: says about us
2: yeah exactly we don't waste enough time is what they say about us
1: yeah that's true <laughs> that is true Good.
2: actually the complaint is stop wasting your time on fun video games and start wasting your time on the podcast so we can listen to it
1: well even that because i had to promise to do this let's play video thing because they all want to see me be crap at playing video games
4: <laughs> like, we're supposed
1: it's... to do that
4: we're planning
3: yeah. to play a Let's Play. Oh, really? Let's nice. Let's Play Portal 2, bearing in mind that Zoe is... What, what have you played? Sims? Or Farmville? Or Candy Crush or something?
1: Yeah, I had four Sims and I couldn't make them have sex. So I lost total interest <laughs> in them and left them to die. <laughs> it's
3: that's the extent of Zoe's uh, extent, gaming.
1: It's the extent of proper gaming, but then I, I do play a bit of Candy Crush. Yeah, but I don't like it. It got to like, I got to about like level 100 and it just annoys me now, but I quite like 35, so I just we, uh, play that repeatedly.
3: Do we have to count Candy Crush as proper gaming because otherwise the percentage of gamers that are women drops to about 14%. Yeah,
1: that's right. I'm very proud of being a gamer. I've got the T-shirt.
3: Well, that's that's the big stat that's being bandied around at the minute is that 48 percent of gamers are women, but unfortunately, about 90 percent of that 48 percent only play things like Farmville and Candy Crush and Facebook games.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So we have
2: to count them as real games, otherwise, no, <laughs> there are no women gamers. Well, I I don't understand the stigma. Like, if people, if women are are drawn to other games. What's I don't understand what the big deal with that is.
3: The the reason they need to make it into a big deal is because what they're trying to say is that games like Grand Theft Auto should be more uh, less misogynistic or they should have like a, a female protagonist or where they should they should pander. Oh yeah, the, yeah. To yeah. the women as, Sorry. Well as the men. And the counter argument is that well most of the audience is men, so what's the point in making the game more friendly to women when ninety percent of the buyers are going to be men? And then the counter to that is well fifty percent of gamers are women, but of course. 90% of those don't play games like GTA, they play Candy Crush.
2: Yeah, I, I sorry, I totally get what you're talking about there. That makes total sense to me. But what I mean is I don't understand. should makes sense to them. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. Like, okay, so this group of people like playing these games. This group of people like playing these games. So what...
3: The the thinking is that they, they they haven't infected this space yet. They want to and they want to basically say this space needs to change, and they won't be happy until it is changed. Yeah.
1: But the but then if you were really wanting to make an intelligent argument about it, you wouldn't draw in fifty percent of people because they play Candy Crush. You would say ninety percent of people that play Grand Theft Auto are men because it doesn't appeal to women. And then you would say if you made it appeal more to women, then it wouldn't be the case that 90% were men and you could have this and this, women have this and this earning power and if you want them to spend their money on your games, they've got disposable income, make a game more friendly to them. Which, it doesn't make any sense to involve people that play Candy Crush. It's totally, totally different.
3: Which I would counter with, uh, contra- contrary to what the anti-gamergate people are saying, games that are better for women do actually exist. Like the the difference between Candy Crush and. Um, Grand Theft Auto is what they call... like Candy Crush is kind of a free... Well, they call it free to play and Grand Theft Auto is what they call a AAA game. It's like one that's had a big budget and it's on the consoles and the PCs and everything. And it's a massive game. Um, it's the AAA games that they're complaining about. They're saying AAA games as a whole are under underrepresent women and they don't pander to women enough and all that. Well, there are games that fit the mold that they talk about. Like the Lara Croft game I was talking about that was written by somebody who is a big proponent of this type of game. That game exists. There are other games that exist that fit the sort of mold that they're talking about a lot better, and yet women still don't go play them. They still play Candy Crush. Yeah,
1: and I w- I would say that if 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 gaining at all in the console AAA sense, to the extent that it appeals to women, they probably want to play most of the types of things that are out there. I mean, I think like for me, you know, personally, the whole thing doesn't really appeal to me. It's not. I don't not play Xbox because grand theft auto strikes me as misogynistic i don't play xbox because the whole thing doesn't interest me it's just like out with my sort of you know remit of things that i want to do and i think that's probably what's true for a lot of women i mean my first problem with xbox is not the fact that they're misogynist it's the fact that they're just totally immature they know fine i want them to go that way and they don't and i'm like (laughs) pressing and poking on the thing and it's just clearly not doing what I want it to do. And it, what it is is a bit vindictive. But I blame the Xbox for that. I don't blame do
3: no. Um, that's funny you it's, say Somebody shared on the, on the Game the Get Tag, somebody shared a link to a, an article that was apparently written by a feminist talking about how she felt excluded from gaming as a small child. Because when she was a kid uh that had the nintendo and everything and she loved gaming and she came on from school and she played mario and all that sort of thing and then it came to like the n64 era And the game control changed, and all of a sudden it had more buttons and like a silly big analog stick in the middle, and she she was just confused by it, and she felt like she shouldn't be, like she couldn't play the games as well as she couldn't. That's kind of why the exclusion started, and a lot of people pointed out this is a really misogynistic opinion. It's like you're saying because the control changed, it confused women and they could no longer play games. (laughs) But but it's
1: it's also like the idea that like I don't I feel yes I feel excluded from (laughs) playing football as well. Sure, if I thought about it i expect I would feel excluded but it doesn't bother me because i just don't want to like exclude me all you want from it because well, i'm is, totally happy if not you could really.
3: play would you want to no but how do you know
1: well because how can you separate how can you separate,
3: bit, can you separate like the fact that you can't from the fact that you don't want to what if you could play it really well you might really want to play it
1: no, I wouldn't because it would still be muddy and you'd get dirty <laughs> and I still would have an instinctive idea that you don't run at people that want to slam into you. It's madness.
2: And, and get cracked ribs. Um, you know, yes. have, have, you guys ever noticed, have you guys ever noticed how some of these lessons that we talk about that seem really immature, like some people just can't wrap their heads around it. Uh, as a father of a seven-year-old, I often find I am teaching my daughter, trying to teach her right now at this age, lessons that grown adults online seem to fail to grasp. She she loves playing with boys. She loves the rough and tumble. But eventually she'll say her favorite game is fairies. (laughs) All right, we're going to play fairies. I'm a fairy and you're a fairy. And the boy will usually go, I don't want to play that. And then the trouble starts. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. So it's okay to want to play with people. It's okay to want to go into someone else's world. But you can't expect everyone's going to want to do the same thing. Yeah.
3: The thing is, Grand Theft Auto costs something ridiculous like $300 million to make. It costs like a significant portion of a Hollywood budget. It might oh, even yeah. be more than... And like, they're not going to put that kind of money into a game like that without targeting the biggest possible audience. It's not some patriarchal, misogynistic campaign. It's a case of... Money, yeah, money. They, they want the most people to buy that game as possible. And if they thought for a second that they could get another 100 million like, sales out of pandering to women, they would pander to women.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yep.
1: There, and there are plenty of other things that do that exclude men. I mean, like if you want, I think what I was, it's like this whole thing that you should have equal opportunity to do it. But that doesn't mean that you want to take the opportunity. Right, so there is okay that some things are like, Can, can you not put your laptop in your things? bag while
3: you're talking? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're stuffing your laptop into your bag. What are you doing? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Stop I'm moving. Gonna... Stop it. <laughs> okay, all right, on any point? In...
1: I, I might have been waving my arms a little be bit, be
3: perfectly there. still, but carry on your point. That's all right. what it was. I'll remember
2: the time at the interview we're at, and with the magic of my technology, I can remove that weird noise. Oh.
1: Was there really a weird noise? Yes, yeah,
2: rustling. I, I can still hear you. I think it just got under his skin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, right. No
4: emphatic
1: <laughs> gestures.
3: Noted. Are you wearing a black bag? Is that what it is? <laughs> no. The bin bag.
1: I'm not wearing anything at all. You know oh, perfect. Uh, well. yeah.
3: yeah. Mm -hmm. it's funny when you asked about whether it was going to be a video thing i thought you'd be naked if it was a video thing but if it wasn't you were going to put clothes on because it's a bit chilly (laughs) up there
4: (laughs) i
1: I was just going to say about that portal 2 thing that we're supposed to be playing or that we're going to play for this yeah we are going to
3: play we We will do it
1: we will do it we'll do it but my but my husband bought it and just like started playing it just to see what it was because i had been telling him all about this conversation and i I walked past and he was sitting there playing it and he said to me zoe he said they've chosen the thing that is most calculated to drive you fucking insane.
3: <laughs> and it, and it's worse oh. than that because he was playing the single player and we're going to be playing co-op, which means you have to rely on me to help with things. Oh, for God's
1: sake. Yeah, and I mean, like, I did watch him play it for a couple of minutes and re- really, John, really? <laughs> That's a shit game. Come on. What the fuck?
3: Oh, it's a brilliant game. <laughs>
1: that does not look like a brilliant game to me. Oh,
3: I love Portal 2
1: you just shoot randomly poo, no poo, poo, no you don't shoot randomly thing, I hope
3: that's not how you're going to play sense. it otherwise we're going to be playing it <laughs> for 8 hours just to get out the first level <laughs> you don't you don't
1: know why like it's worked it just eventually works if you shoot enough of them eventually it works and you don't know why you don't know what happened and you get suddenly you get into a what? new bit it looks exactly the same as the bit you were in
3: you're that's like, oh, a statistic right. That's that sentence is somewhat a, statistic, a statistician would say that yes if you shoot randomly eventually you'll get out but it will take 3 weeks
2: what Zoe, what Zoe is putting forward is a, is a hypothesis, and soon it will be tested to see if it works into a theory. This is science.
3: Well, what we'll do, Zoe, is we'll make it into a series, and we'll take turns picking the game. So next week it'll be Candy Crush. <laughs> Level thirty-five. <laughs>
1: That's the only one I like.
3: Yeah. I don't think I've ever played Candy Crush. I don't even know what's involved. Is it not just like a color matching game?
1: Um. Yes. Yeah. More or less. <laughs>
2: Uh, people get bonuses when they send Facebook invites to people to play the game.
1: Oh, I never do that. I'm not a total cunt.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> get that from. There's a couple people that do it every so often. I get more of the, these same requests or uh, invites. You I'm assuming. Uh,
1: those people. Unfriend them. Yeah.
2: Well, first I'll probably just send them a message. Hey, <laughs> asshole, stop doing that. Yeah. So we can still be you friends, can, shithead.
3: <laughs> you, can, you can hide invites from specific apps, can't you? No.
2: Oh, maybe I should look into that. Yeah,
3: when you get the notification, there should be a little. I don't know if you're looking on your phone, but on the PC, there should be a little X next to the notification, and you click it. It says hide all posts from this app.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I've done that before. I I don't know why I forgot. Yeah, that's a little. So So I barely I I barely get those anymore because every time one comes through, I I block that app.
1: I I just feel like unfriending the person is more of a fitting punishment. (laughs) Makes more of a statement.
3: Such a narcissist. <laughs> me not talking to you is sufficient punishment for your crime
1: yeah. and i no longer wish to associate with you
3: <laughs> hmm. no
1: i think i think so but mine is not linked to facebook or anything like that it's just something i occasionally do when i'm very bored
2: like streaking
1: <laughs> oh no, no 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 that's not when i'm bored that's a
3: celebration of life <laughs>
2: Uh, an affirmation of a reaffirmation of life. Exactly. Streaking's the only time I'm not bored. <laughs> exactly,
1: that brings me closer to Jesus. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, that, I guess because it that depends on the it beard is. in
3: town is terrified when you come down. charge charging out like, with no clothes on.
1: <laughs> I sound just like that. Yeah. it's uncanny. You'll
3: never take our clothes. <laughs> Doesn't anyone
2: wear any clothes around here? No, what. This is a nudist colony. A nudist colony? Right. And nobody gets in unless they take their clothes off. What, uh, um, all of them? Yes. One of my nephews.
4: Oh, da- that's
1: my weekend summed up.
2: One of my nephews, when he was really young, when my dad was driving down the road, he's in the passenger seat and he leaned over to my, uh, my father and goes, drive so fast, grandpa, that we see Jesus. <laughs> my, my dad was like, uh, hell no. <laughs>
4: That's brilliant. Yeah, that is brilliant.
3: We were uh, on the way back from uh, a meal that we went to today. We were playing I Spy in the car, and my four year old said, uh, I spy something beginning with ah. And after about five minutes of giving up, he said, All right, what is it? He said, A car.
2: Uh um all right so i've had you guys for almost an hour and a half um before you guys go uh, on the show i think i heard zoe say that you consider yourself a feminist right yep okay (laughs) see they don't (laughs) yeah well yeah well we're used to that (laughs) Uh, i know a few people including anton who uh, calls himself a feminist online and uh yeah i hope that the more reasonable voices in these areas will eventually be the ones that uh, overtake the extreme turd-eating bums that I've been hearing everywhere I go. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think the key word there is online, because in real, mi- in real life I know quite a lot of people who would call themselves feminists, and they're all what I think you would call reasonable people. It's Online, it's just where they're so fucking loud. You know, they seem to have just managed to trump through this kind of like little corner that they can stand and shout from but yeah in in real life I think it's a normal thing to be like who wouldn't be for god's sake you know I mean nobody's claiming that we haven't got quite far with a lot of things in western culture but yeah I don't see it as a radical like weird thing to claim to be the well, way that um, I mean it. They're
3: trying to reappropriate the term uh, SJW, aren't they? They're trying to wear it as a badge of honour now. <laughs> like, so, a slut, yeah. like a slut walker. So maybe if they, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, maybe if they ad- adopt SJW as their moniker, we'll be able to start just calling the mental ones SJWs, and then when we say feminist, we'll mean the f- the feminists. <laughs>
1: I mean, I do get a little bit picky about that sometimes with people online that they're not specifying. There is a lot of people that say, like, to say that they're against feminists and you should be anti-feminist. I mean, that's clearly a ridiculous thing to say. You can't say that you should be anti-feminist if what you mean by being a feminist is equality for women. I mean, that would be you know, ridiculous yeah. for them saying that you're anti it. But what people mean is that they're anti, like what I would call yeah. like a Tumblr or a campus feminist, the kind of new wave online type thing. I've got a blog post that really explains why I use the term, which is to do with... Chill. Um, what? <laughs>
3: Chill. What's that mean? <laughs> Plugging your blog post.
2: That's being Sh- a promoter. Does- That's being a promoter.
1: But what does shill mean?
3: Corporate shill. <laughs> I don't.
1: I don't understand
3: this word. <laughs> Just like you, <laughs> always selling things.
2: Well, an example. Always working. Well, an example would be like somebody who says that uh, we can't use green energy; we need to use uh, oil it would be a shill for the uh, petrol co- uh, companies or petrol industry. It's not not an
3: exact proper usage because you're
2: not for a corporate. Like it assumes that
3: you're the corporate, the corporation.
1: A, I have literally never heard that word before. B, this this from the man who previously promoted a as yet unfinished (laughs) blog post that he's writing with Subman, and making a podcast with him that he hosts on his blog, clearly for clicks.
3: Hey, that blog is not my blog. It is a amorphous blog that I hoped would have more people involved, but it turns out it's just you.
1: <laughs> Even so, you're still using me for popularity. Okay, the, was the, I didn't say the name of my blog or the link. My anonymous blog that I'm not telling anybody where to find.
3: No, no, no. You can tell us the life according to
2: Grace,
1: the world according to oh, Grace. the
2: world according to Grace. Oh shit, <laughs> um,
1: I'm
3: in the doghouse
2: now. <laughs> so Actually, okay. when we're done, send me send me links to anything you guys want uh, uh, listeners to check out. <laughs>
3: <Meatspin.com>. <laughs>
2: uh see i've i've already gone there because uh brian introduced me to that one all oh, right next time brian's on i should say that's his website and put the link there <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i was just going to say there's a blog post kind of explaining like what i think the legacy of it for me is and about work that my mother did when i was growing up and it kind of explains like where I'm coming at, because I think that this is sort of an interesting point is the idea that if you're a feminist, you need to buy into the whole ideology. There's like a kind of academia associated with feminism, whereby you've got patriarchy theory or yeah. different different things like that, where they have tr- sort of categorized it and made it into an ideology. And then there's the idea of just feminism as lived in the sense that women that went through in the 70s, for example, or, well, in the 20s, in the 50s, in the 70s, that went through everyday things that whereby they promoted the idea of feminism. It doesn't mean that they bought into an ideology and certainly not into an academia. You can have millions of women who identify as feminists who haven't read academic feminist theory. It becomes actually quite abstract, the sort of sociological side of it. If you get well into that, that, that's not something that's like applied to most people's real lives. But my grandmother, for example, worked in a factory as a supervisor on the factory floor. And when the Equal Pay Act came in in Britain in the year, which slightly escapes me now, John will Google it, um, <laughs> she, she got a pay rise because she literally did the exact same job as a bunch of men, it was supervisor on the factory floor. And she was literally being paid less for it for yeah. no other reason than that she was a woman. So the one day she was paid less and then the Equal Pay Act came into law, it got passed through, and she literally just got paid three times as much the next time she got paid because this law had passed that said that they couldn't pay her less for being a woman. I mean, that's that's like applied feminism, like to the real life lived by, by a woman that I yeah. knew.
2: Yeah, it's it's real world. It's not it's right. not uh the scream at your demonic enemies that are trying to conquer you. It's it's like that's It's yeah. it literally
1: true. She was being paid less and then the next day she got paid more. You right. know, so I mean that's the kind of idea that really interests me. You know, I'm not not really interested in in the ideology that people have made up, the kind of stuff that people are theorizing about doesn't yeah. really interest me. So yeah.
2: Uh I know uh a lot of uh hardline feminists anyways hate Erin Pitsy. I don't know if you know who that is.
1: Yeah, I followed her after I heard her on your show.
2: Yeah, and she that's what she says. She doesn't just assume when someone says they're a feminist that they're one thing that you know, she's had lots of problems with these radicals <laughs> over the mm. years. But even she yeah, even she after all the problems she's had, she's like, I'll I'll talk to them first. And there's a few phrases that when they come out that raises my red flags.
3: Problematic.
2: Mm. Yeah. And, and but of course, any, if you talk
3: to say a problem, I think,
2: yeah, or if they, uh, if they're online, if they spell your the wrong way,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that's the other way. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> like
1: but yeah. I know that she worked a lot with the, the victims of domestic abuse, um, which is similar to what my mother also did. Yeah. So I think that's when you're coming in at it on like a ground floor sort of level. Yeah. And it, yeah, and that's got nothing to do with conspiracy theories, right? You're just literally
2: You're right. looking at yeah. things that
1: happen in women's lives.
2: And I I, I find I'm kind, of, I kind of get resentful about it a little bit when people online talk to me because I'm in opposition or I don't necessarily fall into a rank. And they'll talk to me like I'm opposed to things automatically. like you, Like, you don't know me. I want people's <laughs> lives to get better. Maybe I don't see your point of view. Maybe we need to have a conversation and I need to think about what you tell me in that conversation before mm-hmm. before I can come around to your point of view, as opposed to you're a misogynist pig. <laughs> well,
3: that's, that's the problem with the oversimplified, uh, oversimplification part of it, because they, they, you say something like, uh, I don't agree that it is rape if you grab someone's ass, for a, for a poor example, and then they say, well, you're pro-rape. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you're, you're trying to argue that one thing doesn't constitute rape, and they're saying, well, that argument means that you are for rape. You want people Mm -hmm. to be raped. That's the kind of problem that the oversimplification thing makes.
1: I think the other thing I have with calling myself a feminist is I'm a big proponent of the idea that you can't care about absolutely everything equally, and that it's perfectly okay to prioritise issues that more closely relate to your own life or more closely touch on yourself. So there is the argument that says, but why can't you just say you're a humanist? You're espousing values that we all agree with, but when you're calling yourself a feminist, you're... By definition, you know, excluding 50% of the world's population type thing, you're promoting a pro women agenda that then, per definition, must be yeah. necessarily anti men. And I don't know that I really subscribe to that. I mean, I see the argument clearly. Like, I don't think that that's 100% nonsensical, but I also think that I'm allowed to care about women's issues more because I'm a woman. And, you know, you're allowed to care about gay issues more if you're gay and you're allowed to care more about trans issues if you're trans, et cetera, et cetera, ad infinitum. Again, I've said before in our podcast, I have a problem with this idea that being a men's rights activist is used as a pejorative term. Why not be a men's rights activist? I mean, look at your own case, custody battles, those types of things that are massively stacked against men. If you want to be a men's rights advocate for custody issues in children and you want to bang that drum, then you know, by yeah. all means, absolutely have at it.
2: Just don't be, a, don't... just don't be a radical.
3: Well, I, I think the I problem
2: don't... with men's rights activists is that it's less about
3: for, for the the like like the men's rights activists on the internet, like your Tumblr feminist or your uh, campus feminist. The men's rights activists on Twitter is more about anti-feminism than it is about pro-men.
1: Right, it, which is why it's usually universally a negative thing, yeah. I guess. But I don't see why why should it be. I don't have any problem with you. Saying that you care more about things that affect men.
2: Right. It, this, is, right? this is, I mean, what you're talking you? what you're talking about is kind of mirror mirror from what I was what I've said to feminists is that I don't assume because you use the term feminist, because online it's the same thing. A lot of feminists online are really radical or they'll at least say radical things. Whereas mm-hmm. I when I'm talking to someone, I'm not going to assume that they're radical just because they use a term where in the past, online, I've run into a lot of radicals. It's the same thing. Men's men's rights, a lot of the guys online, they they do come across as radical. They say things that are inflammatory. Uh, but I think in the real world, a lot of the men who are trying to uh, even things out or and improve awareness about what men are going through, I think a lot of those guys are just simply going through it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, like the the positive spin on men's rights activists would be, I don't know if this made any sort of news in America, but there's recent or relatively recently in the UK, there was this thing where lots of parents were dressing up as superheroes and hanging out of windows and things to try and raise awareness for basically the shit deal that men have got when it comes to custody. Of their children, which obviously you'll you'll have a, a perspective on, given what you've been going through. Yeah. But um, they were trying to raise awareness. Or, I can't remember exactly what the what the goal was, but it was to raise awareness of that goal, um, <laughs> over something to do with like uh, the father. I think was it fa- father fathers for fatherhood or something. or oh, whatever it was. But I would say that's the more positive version spin of MRAs, male rights activists. Whereas the ones on the internet tend to be just about basically discrediting feminists. Yeah. But I mean, like, this is going to make me sound like a uh, a student, but I've pretty much given up on labels entirely. The only only labels that I will confidently call myself now are male and straight because they're the only ones that still have a fairly (laughs) clear definition. The main issue I took, which is the one that I got into a sort of semi discussion with Damien about is the man woman thing. So you've got three things. You've got biological sex, you've got what you're into, and then you've got how you like to look yourself What's the point in the man woman scale? Because if if the man woman scale is separate to the other three, you can have somebody who is biologically male into straight women has a penis and dresses like a man who identifies as a woman and you can have a like a, a lesbian biological female who looks like a man. <laughs> who who identifies as a woman, if you get what I mean, or identifies as a, Basically, the top... If you're going to separate all those things out, the top scale, the male, female, or the man-woman scale, it makes no... Never mind. It doesn't matter at all. It's basically just personal preference. That one's like, I just like to call myself this, but it's got no bearing on anything else. But what, I'm not anti-feminist, but I won't call myself a feminist because it means so many different things. So as far as yeah. I'm concerned, like, it's the same... Uh, like left wing right wing I won't label myself any that. if somebody says to me by this attribute you are a feminist then I'm fine if that if the attribute they're talking about is true mm-hmm. but other than that yeah I just don't bother with labels anymore well
2: that's good sometimes, I,
1: sometimes so- you claim to be a woman
3: <laughs> that's, that's uh, <laughs> only when i'm trying to point out how stupid the argument that you can't judge somebody you can't make a value judgment on somebody based on their appearance or things like whether they have a penis or a vagina it's ridiculous to say that you should ask somebody's preferred pronoun before you engage them
1: it's totally ridiculous did you see my really cool tweet earlier with the little newspaper clipping about the penis and the vagina at glastonbury
4: <laughs> no i didn't say that you have
1: to go and look at that on my timeline was pure class, absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Somebody I, somebody I met at the weekend carries this clipping around in her wallet, and she like got it out, and I was like, I have to tweet this. So I just took a photo of it on the table. So go and look at that.
3: I'm, I'm, I'm on my way there now. Uh, just uh, when I opened Twitter, then I saw a tweet, uh, a little conversation that happened. Joss Whedon, do you both know who Joss Whedon is? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, he tweeted something that wasn't explicitly, didn't mention Game Again or anything, but what he said well, it was basically like a woman saying, These gaming trends should be examined. Troll replies, Die, cunt whore. <laughs> and then woman replies, A valid counter argument. Kudos. Um, <laughs> to uh, somebody pointed out in the conversation that follows that Anita Sarkeesian did her thesis examining his programs and found them to be misogynistic.
2: Right. Yeah. And yeah, somebody else. I- Well, I'm not sure if that was Thunderfoot, but someone online did that where they, I think it was Thunderfoot, examined Joss Whedon's, his own movies that he's come up with, like Avengers and and all kinds of stuff he's done by cherry picking examples of how that made him look as bad as possible. He is such Mm -hmm. a misogynist. If you look at this stuff, he endorses violence uh, towards women and sexualizes it. And yeah, and it looks brutal. And then he's like, well, now if Joss sees this, he's gonna be like, this guy's a nut. He's taking everything out of context. Exactly.
1: <laughs> like, I, I, but this comes a bit back to what I was saying about how we could choose to go against like, people that are actually like, abusive instead of going against people on our own side. But if you're wanting to make that kind of video showing that kind of misogyny, why fucking pick the person that invented Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Like, what's your agenda to pick him to do that video on when there must be so many people who genuinely actually are totally misogynist? But yeah. If you, can't find, if you can't find sincere examples well, of
2: it. That well, doesn't
1: that tell you that you're wasting your time?
2: Well, the the reason that he 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 did that to to because Joss was coming out on her side, right? He 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 had not heard the two counter argument, like the both sides. He just watched a couple of her videos at some point, and then he tweeted that uh, misogyny was running rampant, basically in the gaming industry. Like, he didn't he wasn't skeptical at all about what he was seeing, right. and right. so Thunderfoot responded by like, okay, well let's let's do the same treatment to you. And that's, that's why it's such a perfect highlight is because everyone pretty much knows this guy now. They, they know some of his work somewhere. And you can take even someone that's that respected, that accomplished, and easily twist them into the most perverted, uh, misogynist. Yeah.
3: See, the, the thing about the, like the, the John Scalzi thing I was talking about earlier on, the author, John Scalzi, um, he, his His version of feminism that he touts regularly is very simplified. It's basically feminists are people who want equal rights um for women who want women to be able to walk down the street without fear of being raped and all you know all all unquestionably moral unobjectionable goals, but the people that are on his side and supporting are the ones that are saying things like trans women should undoubtedly be allowed in locker rooms and and um like it's uh, harassment to tweet at somebody without consent or ridiculous bollocks like that. (laughs) Whereas Joss Whedon, he's he's been very pro on like sort of leaning feminist side sort of thing, but he's always seemed quite reasonable to me. Like one of the things he said was somebody asked him apparently, uh, why do you have some, why do you write so many strong female characters? And his response was why don't other filmmakers write strong female characters? See that that's like a reasonable stance. Yeah. Like, but things, that, that's the problem with the mainstream involvement when they do something like this where they're watching an Anita Sarkeesian video. Assume that, she, that anyone who disagrees with Sarkeesian is basically a rapist and then goes out on Twitter and talks about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you know, I, I still love Joss. I love his work. I'm not going to... Oh, I watched know.
3: Serenity last night. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. the night before, sorry. And I i remember when he... Uh, with, first with Buffy, he, his idea, I remember seeing behind the scenes, he's like... I thought, let's take the girl who typically is screaming for help in these scary movies and turn her into the person who kicks the scary guy's ass. I thought that was brilliant. I loved that show. Uh, yeah, but
3: the, the thing, the thing that's nasty about the social justice thing is that will have been great at the time, but then eventually someone will come along and say, "Well, they still made the girl an attractive blonde, straight s- cis." Yeah, you know, like yeah. woman, like why couldn't it have been a queer woman, or why couldn't it have been a trans
2: woman, or why couldn't it have been a fat woman?
3: It's, you know, and it's never going to be enough.
2: It's that damned if yeah. you damned if you don't. Where the girl is looking sexy on the screen, and they're like, "Well, she's being used as sex sex object." So if they next time they take away the sexy look and they give her like this really plain look, then they're like, "Well, wow, that's misogynistic. They're not letting her express her sexuality." <laughs> like, <laughs> really, you can, you can come at it if you really want to find something wrong with it. You can come you at know, it you either can find way. Something
3: wrong with anything if you're going to look hard enough. But yeah. the the only way social justice will ever be pleased with media is when it's got down to that one fat queer guy who's <laughs> who's just by himself and nobody's listening to him.
2: That's the only time we're going to stop hearing social justice people. I don't know about why, things. but when you talk about that guy, for some reason, I'm picturing someone off the Simpsons, like a, a character right. out of the cartoon.
3: I think I was picturing Peasy and Myers, if I'm honest. <laughs> Mm. Whoever I was pitching was definitely fat, white, and had a beard. So, uh, <laughs> oh, Santa,
2: <wasn't>... Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> he's running the social justice uh, warriors uh, from behind the scenes, and no one knows it. His army of social justice warrior elves. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well, you know what? Thanks for being on the show. I don't Thanks want to keep you guys all. Man, you guys, you guys joined me late. Uh, you guys are. What time is it over there now?
1: One o'clock in the morning.
2: Ooh. Oh dear. <laughs> um. So, thanks for being on the show. Uh, before I uh, end it, can you just say your names and where they can find you? Any of my listeners? In, in unison? Or... <laughs> uh, no. Coordinate as you see fit. Um.
1: Uh, I'll be you and you be me, John.
3: Okay. <laughs> <You> <laughs> Don't really. F- you go
4: first.
1: Me go first. Um, okay, so you can find me on Twitter at Zoe Jen with an underscore at the end. That's very important. i said it many times on the show. Um, yeah, come along. Say hello. Uh,
3: you can find me on Twitter uh, at bigre You
1: don't have to spell that. It's a made-up <laughs> word.
3: That's at B-E-A-G-R-I-E. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nobody, I, nobody even knows that that's supposed to be an impression.
3: Me. And uh, and you can find the podcast
2: at thegenderbias.com. I'll put those links uh, on the uh, on the episode as well, the show notes.
1: Yeah, we have it in our Twitter bios.
2: Oh, awesome. Uh, so I'm going to end the recording there. Is there any way I could get you guys to do a bumper for me? Yeah, sure. Sure. Sorry,
3: it's about for both of us then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's okay. You're authorized.
3: Speak for what,
2: me. Uh, what do you want us to say? Uh, you can do whatever you want, but usually people will just say uh, their name, uh, what what their what the, their site or what they do, and just say uh, you're listening to Apostasy now.
3: So like, the, I'm I'm John. You say I'm Zoe. We'll both say we're from the Social Justice Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. sure. Blatantly not going to get that at the same time. So, so we say, um, right, okay, I'll go. I'm John, you go. i Zoe. I'll say we're from the Anti Social Justice Podcast. You say, and we're listening and we're what, what did you want us to say? Oh, and you're listening to Apostasy and Now. You're, yeah. And, and then you say, and you're listening to Apostasy Now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Hello, I'm John. And I'm Zoe. And we're from the Anti Social Justice Podcast.
1: And you're listening to Apostasy Now.
2: Awesome. Perfect. You guys got on the first try.
1: We're very professional.
2: If, you listen to, if you've listened to many of my bumpers at the beginning, you'll know that most people do not get it on their first try. All right. <laughs> yeah.
3: We spend a lot of time talking to each other. <laughs>
1: yeah, we do. We're quite synced.
2: Yeah, I get that. We have and... our
1: periods at the same time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I really love is that you guys clearly are enjoying what you're doing and you're talking about a lot of stuff that could easily get you down maybe that's why we do it
3: so we can talk about it without getting down
2: if you don't laugh you cry right yeah
1: right yeah i'm a big believer in that actually
2: so it's
3: always fun to see zoe with a fishbowl wine glass (laughs) trying not to laugh
1: trying not to laugh so <laughs> this
3: this bloody laugh. penis thing you shared what was the what were they trying to when they saying the highlight in the contradiction in society was the contradiction that women are treated worse and that's ironic or was it I actually...
1: don't know that's what theist asked me earlier I was like I don't know if the contradiction is that every time a penis gets its ass kicked a vagina will come and save him I don't
2: <laughs> know. I just
3: I thought it'd be ironic if the the goal that they were trying to the the ultimate aim was to highlight that women are treated or that females are, are like body parts are considered like dirty somehow whereas men aren't i.e. a woman dressed as a vagina would get treated badly in the street whereas a man in a penis wouldn't and then these, the irony is that the guy in the penis suit got beat up
1: these are people who got up that morning in their wisdom dressed respectively as a piñata and went out on the street, got assaulted, but took it graciously, saying that they could understand why people were offended. I mean, what the <laughs> fuck is the thinking?
3: I'll be honest. The uh, the vagina in that picture just looks like you know, like the scene from Rocky where the the pigs are hanging from the the ice freezer thing, and he's beating them up. The the vagina looks like a, an upside down pig <laughs> that's that's been splayed open.
1: Isn't that what they always look like?
3: Not the ones I've seen. <laughs> Not the one I've seen.
1: <laughs> Not the one you've seen.
3: <laughs>
1: well, I'm going to really have to go to bed. It's been super fun. But I yeah, feel like thanks. I'm laughing, and I'm probably keeping my husband awake upstairs <laughs> by laughing down here. And it one oh one on yeah. a school night. Uh,
2: again, thanks for coming. Out and uh, Yeah, I'll mock uh, Smash Log. When he hears this, he's going to be pissed he wasn't on it. <laughs>
1: it was really fun. Thanks yeah, so much for having us.
2: Yeah, uh, if you guys... Uh want to contact me on Twitter or uh, Facebook or whatever, you just let me know. Yep, cool. We'll do. And, yeah, and feel free. I'm, I'm going to put each of your Twitters and the link to your site on there uh, on the show notes. If you want anything else, just send it to me, and I'll put it on there too.
3: Okay. Cool. And cool, oh, oh,
2: one cool. last thing. Uh, I am putting out a show tonight, uh, finishing the editing. Uh, your show I'm planning on putting out probably Friday. That's my plan. Okay, After cool. For this one.
3: So do you think we'll get one done before Friday, Zoe? We're going on two weeks now without putting one up.
1: Let's ask Mr. Dragonbeard what you think. We did one one night, which was just us getting drunk together. There's
3: no topic. Well, it was supposed to be uh, Antonio Hill's episode that he was going to be on, but he couldn't make it, and we were online, so we we haven't got a topic or anything. So we just sat talking and drinking and recorded it.
2: Well, just make sure you make that clear in the heading or in the description, and then you're good, (laughs) man. Your fans will like it. People who like you guys, they'll like it.
3: Well, she's asking because she's had one fan point out that maybe we should do a bit less of the joking talking about ourselves in the podcast. Yeah. She, she thinks we are, our podcast is a very good resource. Maybe we should take it a little bit more seriously.
2: Even though some yeah. people some people might think I'm crazy, but I've listened to Brian Allen on this, which is uh when get when people have input, it's good to listen to it to a certain extent, but generally if they don't like what you're doing, tell them the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, we like that. Let's go with that jump.
2: Yeah,
3: well, as always says, if you want to come on our podcast, you're more than welcome. Yeah. And oh. if you have a, if you have like a topic preference, then just let us
2: know. Sweet. Uh, well, I'll talk to Smashlock about it. Okay. Uh, he's the one with the. I my schedule is kind of set, but he right now is going through a lot of stuff for school. He's unlike me. He's got three kids, and
3: ah, look okay. uh. at <laughs> But One that's enough.
2: Alrighty, guys. You have a good night. Well, I'll talk to you soon. You too. You, Bye.
3: Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Thanks to John and Zoe for coming out and sharing uh, some of their sense of humor and some of their ideas. I like the way on their program, which is Antisocial Justice Warriors. um, They get across a lot of serious ideas, but they have a great sense of humor about it, which I think is important. That means a lot to me. So thanks for coming out. Check out their show. The website for it is thegenderbiasalloneword.com you're going to find that they've got a lot of great episodes and there are more still coming out. I hope today or today's guests have challenged your ideas a little bit and I hope that the emphasis on people being able to express themselves and have the right to hear one another speak is paramount. And if so, and if not, hopefully I'll catch you next time on Apostasy Now.
4: Turtles? What up, dog? Turtles? Turtles?
3: Uh miss I know we look kind of different and all but I promise
4: we're not going to hurt you <laughs>